Hey guys, Brother Jared here from That Other Masonic Podcast. What you guys are about to hear is actually two separate episodes recorded on two separate dates, uh, two weeks apart. Um, we're going to combine that, and this is going to be the season two finale for That Other Masonic Podcast. Uh, the first part of this will be an interview that Brother Todd and I did with our sometimes our guest host, uh, Brother John McEwen, another member of our lodge who sets in from time to time. This is from June 24th, where we went uh, about three or four hours to Altmont, Illinois, to watch the Oklahoma Indian, or the Oklahoma Masonic Indian Degree Team. Uh, we was fortunate enough to do an interview with some of their team, while the other part of their team was being interviewed by the GOATs and uh, Freemasonry Podcasting uh, at Refreshment. So we, we got what we got. And that's going to be the first part. And then what you're going to hear in the second part of this episode is our uh, wrap-up being recorded today, uh, July 9th. Of course, you guys won't hear this till the end of the month, but uh, it, we will be recording with uh, Greg Sidwell, Brother Greg Sidwell, the only person to ever be on the show three times. He's the only three-time guest appearance uh, where we just kind of do a post-show and a wrap-up and get – because. You know, this dude, this this brother's riding an emotional, one hell of an emotional high coming off what, what happened. You know, he put four or 500 Masons from, you know, 20, 30 different states in this little middle school gymnasium on a hot Saturday just to, just to watch this be done. So uh, we're super excited. And then, like I said, uh, this will be a wrap on season two. And uh, we hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed it. This was probably one of the top five days in Freemasonry that I've ever experienced. Uh, and I was raised on uh, 2-29-2008. So, uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy it. We appreciate your support. And we'll see you guys soon for Season 3 of that other Sonic Podcast. Attention, that other Masonic Podcast universe. What you're about to hear is a special show open we have decided to use for this episode. We do not own any rights to this audio any of this material, all copyrights go to the proper parties, the songwriters, the producers, the labels, the musicians, everyone who had a part in this, all the rights go strictly to them. Or you can find it up using the copyright disclaimer, 1970 fair use educational hibbity hoopla that uh, Brother Todd and I are not that up to date on.
It is now time for a very special edition of that other Masonic podcast. Live from Altamont, Illinois. Other Masonic podcast, brother Jared Atkins, uh, brother Todd Whaley, our honorary co-host, brother John McEwen. Hey, uh, we got something super special today. This is gonna be awesome. We are in Altmont, Illinois. Altmont. Altmont, Not Illinois. Altmont. We're about four hours from home, give or take. And uh, we are gonna see something that we're gonna talk about f- forever. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about it on the show for months. Yeah, we've interviewed since the guy December. twice. We've talked about it since December. Uh, we are here to see the Oklahoma Native American degree team perform the third degree. Well, that's the question. Is it Native American or is it Indian? Oklahoma Masonic Indian degree team. Okay. All okay. right. Because I know some people are woke, some people aren't. I don't. Hey, I always wondered that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I would, I I would like to take this chance to, uh, we're sitting here right now with the Warsaw Master, and the candidate of this local lodge who is going to receive his third degree yeah, this from is, this team this is something you're going to remember for the rest of your life. So uh, if I could have both you guys introduce yourself, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, I'm Ron Chambers, past grandmaster of the Most Worshipful Grand Lodge of Ancient, Free, and Accepted Masons of the State of Oklahoma uh, in 2014. <laughs> and uh, I originally got on the team in 1986. Oh, well. I had a little vacation where I, I retired and was gone for a few years, but I've come back and started working with the team again. That's awesome. That's awesome. 1986, that's the year I was born. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, I was born in 1987. Make the guy feel old, okay? <laughs> that's not, that's experience. There's no old in Mason. Uh, no. I was born in 78, so you're good. <laughs> now to the brother Fellowcraft, would you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Brock Holstey. Um, I was born in 93, so I'm a lot older <laughs> Everybody's comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with uh, Altamont Lodge. I'm actually from Effingham. Um, That's where I we joined. had dinner last night. We got into town. Yeah, we, we know. Woods B Dubs. <laughs> actually had that last night, too. Uh, I joined this year. And, you know, I've been working through the degrees, trying to get them done. And glad to be part of this one, though. I think this will be something. Uh, brother Ron, if I, if I may ask you, uh, this is just something we do on one. Every time we interview somebody on the show, we ask the first question we always ask is, how and why did you get involved with Freemasonry? Uh, I actually went to a funeral service for a relative, and my mother said that she wished that I could get into that organization. This happened to be her favorite uncle, and um, apparently when she was a young child, he had shown her his Bible and his apron and, and talked to her about it. So... She suggested that I see if I could get into it. Uh, that's, I never heard that before. Mom getting somebody in there. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's, well, so why kept you going back to Lodge all these years? Did you find that interesting or just felt the obligation to it? Or? The main thing about uh, Lodge, when you go through Lodge, and especially in my Lodge, you start as a junior steward. Mm-hmm. And you work your way through one year at a time, right. and everything in order, in, right? In order mm-hmm. per year, and uh, I started in 80, uh, 81, I think it was, and I was worshipful master in eighty seven. Mm. So when you 
have that period of time that you have learned this, then you have something that you can come back and teach to other people. Absolutely. Uh, in these times right now, people will come into a lodge. They may be raised uh, today, and two years later, they're worshipful master. Mm -hmm. When they get out of the East, they leave. They don't come back because they have nothing to teach the people that are behind them. Uh, yep. They get the yeah. title of past master, and they're just gone. That's it. And that's similar to what happened to me. I, I went from, what, senior steward to junior senior deacon to junior warden to master. And I did it in a short time. I did, I did four years in the East consecutively. It kind of helped rebuild my lodge. But then right after I got to be a master, I moved away down to southern Indiana. And now I'm going back through it. I'm kind of learning everything I missed, you know, like 10 years later. So, and you know, doing this podcast helps me out a bunch, learning everything. Now, uh, the fellow craft, you said your name is Brian, right? It's Brock. Brock, Brock, Brock. I'm sorry. Brock, apologize. But, uh, how, what got you into Freemasonry? I mean, here, this, this day is going to be pretty much about you. This is your third degree in the most memorable way possible. Yeah. So what, but what got you involved in the fraternity? Um, so my uh, mentor, his name is Terry. Um, you know, we had talked about it off and on and. I thought maybe it'd be good for myself. Uh, try to build up a little more social. Right. Uh, you know, do better for myself, better for my family. And just try to learn something new that's interesting. And so far, I'm enjoying it. Uh, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> Brother Ron, how did you uh, – I guess the, the biggest question I have is – and Todd and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. We're, how did some – how did this degree team – become come, a thing like because we were together. we were wanting some history yeah. on this and we had already told greg about that too like so how did this how did this whole team come together from what you know there has been um, several stories or or things that have been put out about the degree team starting uh there's even something out there that they said that they thought the team just this started in 1949 uh that's incorrect okay what happened was in um, 1955, we had um, they had a Demolay International Conference. I believe it was in uh, either Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas. We had two people from Delta Lodge. One was L. V. Orton, uh, and the other one was Reese Darnell. Both of them were very active in Demolay, and they were at this conference. L.V. Orton just happened to be the Junior Grand Warden. At that conference, they were asked if they could put on a Master Mason degree. Right. Being from Oklahoma, an Indian degree team. Right. They had three Indians. The rest of them, they put white people and painted them up as Indians and, and, and put on a degree team, okay? Well, you got to do what you got to do, I reckon. This yeah. was the original concept of the Indian degree team. From that, now we had Indians in Oklahoma that have been in lodges. Uh, our, the Indian Grand Lodge started in 1874. Right. So we've had Indians working in lodges and, and doing, Indian, doing degree work since that period of time. Oh, wow. So after this thing happened in uh, Kansas City or at this international conference, some of the guys got together and decided they would try to put together a team. Right. Uh, it was just sort of a, a slipshod thing. They, they would put on a degree here and there. There were actually no records kept or anything. Mm. In 1963, uh, there were several of them got together and formed a, an official team 
and a fellow named Bunny Manley was elected chief of the team, and they started keeping records of the team. So the first degree, and I have the records at home, where the first degree was in 1963, actual records that were able, they were right, able to keep. Right, right. So we have an actual number of degrees that have been put on since then. We have been, uh, the degree team has been to England, I think four or five times. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now they put on, they did degree work over there. They were not allowed to do degree work on English candidates. Okay. And we couldn't take candidates from here over there to do work right. on. So they actually did demonstrations. Okay. They didn't actually do degree work. When the, when the degree team was efficiently put together, they had some regulations that they followed. Sure. They did no more than two degrees a month, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to have the Indian degree team come and do a degree in your lodge, you would contact the director of the team, who was Gene Fields at that time, and you would give him two dates, and he would pick whichever would be the best date for the team to right. come and then they would use that date. They didn't do any degrees during the week. They did them on the Saturdays because they had members of the team that right. were working and uh, they, yeah. right. they couldn't all get together during the week. So these were done like two degrees on, on, Saturday, uh, on, on a Saturday each month or a month. A month, yeah. Uh, they didn't do degrees every month. Uh, they didn't degree, do any degrees in November, December, and January. Number one, you had all your holidays coming in right in those areas. And then, of course, January, maybe even February sometimes, the weather was so bad yeah, you travel, couldn't do anything. You travel. travel, yeah. So the most degrees they could possibly do a year were 18. Yeah. have nine months. Right. 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 And they're not going to do 18. 18 degrees a month, no. a, a year. Yeah. No. So no year, yeah. Uh, we have... I have a record where they started in 1963 of the degrees that they have done. Oh, wow. That'd be interesting. There is one, one area in the record that I have. That's going back, what, 60 years? That's 60 years, right? It's 2023. Yeah. yeah. 60 years? Yeah. Yeah, so that's. Wow. wow. I have, Hang on. I want to give a little applause for that. That's, that's amazing. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. No, you can't. Yeah, hear I, it, right? can, I, I can play a little. Okay. I get a little sound effects. Here. Oh, okay. Sixty okay. years though, can that's that's absolutely impressive. That is impressive. There, there's one section in there, and I believe it's from 1987 to 93, 92. We don't have a record. Hmm. We had we had a member of the team. Uh, his name was Kenny Lewis, and. Anytime he went on a degree, he had a pocket calendar and he kept records. He misplaced those oh, pocket books, yeah. but I do have the ones from uh, 80, it's 93 to, I think it's, um, he just passed away about two years ago, uh, 2017 oh, or 18, yeah. somewhere in awful. there. And then we have the ones that we've done since then. But uh, what I did was I took the degrees they did in 86 and the degrees they did in 93. They did 11 in, in, in um, 
86, and they did 16 and 93, mm. and I took an average, and I gave 13 degrees a year for the, the degrees that, were, that we were missing. Yeah. So it gave us an average. That's, yeah, that's so, a lot yeah. of work. That's a, that's a lot, lot of work. <laughs> a lot of travel, a lot of work so, a year. We have a pretty good idea how many degrees that we've done. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Brother Ron, ballpark, just ballpark, I mean, you ain't got to be accurate. How many states do you think you guys have done degrees in? Oh, my goodness, that – I mean, have you? You think you've been all we, over we the continent? We haven't been to all of them. Right. Uh, we do have a degree set up for Anchorage, Alaska this year. Oh wow! Oh October. wow! In October, uh, it might be a little cold in October. This last year, we were in Maine, Massachusetts, <laughs> Delaware. I saw that. Pennsylvania. We we were oh quite a few places no, last year. You guys have been busy. Um, we have one in New York coming up in October, and then we have the one in Anchorage, Alaska. We have one in uh, Iowa next month. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Um, well, didn't you just come from Alabama not too long ago? Um, no, I'm not sure. I thought maybe you did. I'm just saying. But you, know, you guys have done some traveling. I know I can see that. That's, I don't know if I could do that. That's, one of <laughs> that's the, a lot of traveling. That's one yeah. of the things. That the members have to be in a position to where they can travel. Right, right. Yeah. Now, we have maybe... 15 members that we can call on because the full 15 can't go every time oh, and, and we have well, you know, right right 10 to 12 or what we normally be able to get okay so uh brother greg had, had told us and uh, obviously uh for all listeners out there you can find these guys on facebook there's simply just search the oklahoma masonic indian degree team they ha- do have a facebook page pretty but, active uh, facebook page too huh pretty active facebook a page. very active yeah. Facebook, which is in and this time and era, social media is important to what you're trying to do. So, uh, but uh, we see your pictures on there. Greg told us you do the entire second half of the Master Mason, which is the most beautiful, rich in symbolism part of the fraternity, I think. Anyways, that's debatable. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't took my York right yet. I'm, I'm petitioning York right next month. Fifteen years, I'm finally going to petition York right now. Nice. But. Uh, uh, you guys do the full second half and full uh, Native American headdress and regalia? Regalia, and yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, when you guys first started doing that, was there ever any pushback from, like, the Grand Lodge Oklahoma or anything about you guys doing something like that, or were they completely supportive of this? Or They were completely supportive of it. Uh, in 1909, the Grand Lodge of Indian Territory and the Grand Lodge of Oklahoma Territory came together. And that's when we became the Grand Lodge of the state of Oklahoma. We are the only Grand Lodge that was made from two grand jurisdictions. Really? So you can't you can't have two Grand Lodges in one jurisdiction. Right. Yeah. You know, in one state. So mm-hmm. they had to combine them, which they did. And we were a state in 1907, and then in 1909 we we had we formed the Grand Lodge of the state of Oklahoma. You'll see the Grand Lodge of Missouri, the Grand Lodge of Kansas, the Grand Lodge of whatever, Texas. We're the only one that's the Grand Lodge of the state of Oklahoma. Kind of the Ohio State. <laughs> the, the, the Ohio, the Ohio State University, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. I know uh, I just read a story the other day of South Dakota and North Dakota. When it was just Dakota, they had one Grand Lodge, and they split them up, and they, they had to decide whether to have just one Grand Lodge or split them up, and they decided to split them up. and. I read a story online about that. I thought that was really interesting. I never thought about Oklahoma being an Indian territory than being a state. Yeah, did that. That's interesting. I'm glad yeah. I learned that today. So I, I want use that sometime. I want to. I want to make sure that I that I get this accurate for the show because this is 
what you guys are doing is, is so cool, and I want to help more people find out about this. If someone wants to have you guys come in, you guys will present a candidate with their third degree. How? What's the process like of getting you, say a lodge calls you from down in Florida or somewhere, what's the process of getting you there? Like, what does that all entail? I'm sure there's uh, travel expenses have to be paid, that type of thing. What can you tell us about that? The first thing is uh, they will contact our uh, secretary, David Dill, who handles all, right. all of that uh, paperwork. But uh, as a general rule, when we are contacted, we require transportation, meals, and lodging. Right. And then we do the degree. A lot of times, we, we don't charge for doing the actual degree work. Right. Okay. Travel uh, expenses. A Travel lot expenses. Of, yeah. expenses. Many, many times, a, a lodge like here today will have a fundraiser, and they will charge for people to come mm -hmm. to support that fundraiser. And we're very glad to help them exactly. raise Absolutely. funds for anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <clears throat> Uh, the um, as far as what's required when when they call and they they want us to come to their lodge number one we have to find out whether they're going to do the Oklahoma work on their candidate or we're going to do we're going to have to bring a candidate from Oklahoma and do work on there we have to get dispensation from our grandmaster to go out of state and do Oklahoma work in another state. See, that state. was something else I was wondering if that <coughs> okay. and then And then we have to get a dispensation from the Grand Lodge of Illinois, for, for instance, to be for us to, to come into the state here and do Oklahoma work on an Illinois candidate. Mm -hmm. So there's paperwork that's involved. That's what I was going to say, there's paperwork. <coughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. We yeah. can't just arbitrarily go into another state and do work. Right. Yeah, you can't sneak over the border, do a degree, and run back yeah. across. So, yeah. <coughs> that makes sense. Well, I want to I want to take just a second because I I feel like such a jerk. I like the the brother standing in the back, brother. Brock, will you come well, up and we'll introduce grab yourself and, a little bit and just because yeah. I mean I haven't said anything to you and you're in here part of this too. So yeah, will you? Uh, and actually, a younger you know. Rock, you ain't gotta leave. I just wanted to even introduce. You can pull up another chair, brother Brian. Will yeah. you introduce yourself, please? Uh, <clears throat> my name is Brian Driver. I am a worshipful master at Jinx Lodge Number Four Ninety Seven. I've been to Jinx. Yep. My cousin uh, lived, uh, he worked for the Anthropocene out there. I went visiting him and been, been to Jinx. Yep. Nice little town. Kind of bigger than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, Good I football see from team. Your, uh, by the way, I love all the the pins all over your guys' vest there, but it's, you, are, uh, you actually do some ambassador work for the Grand Lodge of Oklahoma, it looks like, right? Yeah, actually, this is a, this is a, we're all considered ambassadors of the state okay. of Oklahoma. Really? Yes, well, sir. I guess it would be a good idea, really. To, yeah. We don't kind of really have the light of Oklahoma Mason. I mean, I know we're in Illinois, but at home in the Hoosier State, we don't really, we don't really have those. We have, we've got ambassadors. Uh, we've well, got, we got they, they, we've, what do they call them? Because uh, grand representatives. No, something like that. They're yeah. not a uh, oh. Deputy Grandmasters, like oh, that. I don't remember what they're called. I don't know what you're We asking. do this a lot in our episode. Try to guess what he's thinking. <laughs> we, uh, I don't know how we get the, the amount of listens and traction we get because a lot of time we're just arguing back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but we don't kind of have ambassadors. I just think that's awesome that you guys have that. Um, how many degrees do you think that you've seen over the years doing this? He just told if you. You've been, I mean, if he's been on there – 35 years or better. Yeah. That's uh, that's a lot. Yep. I'm drawing the blind. Yeah, you, you're going crazy. Take over. 
Well, let me, don't I, lose it. Let me ask you this. Um, you guys are made up of all different tribes or nations, however you say it. What are some of the, you know, the Indian tribes or nations y'all are a part of? I mean, I, you, we all heard the big of the Cherokee, the Sioux, the Navajo, Apache. I mean, yeah, my dad, uh, my dad asked a question. I was talking to him right before uh, I told you guys I needed a minute to make a phone call. And he's uh, all excited. He goes, well, are there actual Native Americans there? I'm like, yeah, they're real Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. he goes, my dad's what I call a dues payer. He's not a he's not a member. He don't go anymore. He, yeah, he's a dues yeah. payer. Which him and I argue there's no difference, which I says there say there is, but nah, my dad goes, Well they can't they can't do that degree in Native American uh headdress and everything. He goes, Their grand lodge wouldn't allow that and I'm like Yeah, they do. <laughs> my dad's also the same guy that told me told me and Todd we couldn't do a Masonic podcast. He goes, Well you can't talk about those things and I'm like <laughs> Yeah, I mean the rule of thumb is whatever's in that little black book you can talk about. Right. So yeah. but anyways, not to interrupt. But anyway, I mean what are the, the tribe nations? I know I was in Oklahoma several times and seen all the different sides of different nations and everything. But how many different nations are represented in the degree team? Goodness, we've got Cherokee, Creek, uh, Apache, Quapaw. Seminole, Seminole, okay. Seminole, um, Florida boy. Right. <laughs> we have we have several, and there's, there's probably a few that I've missed. Okay. But um, yeah, we we don't have any problem. Most of us that that have the, the eagle feathers, right? We actually have federal permits to have them. Oh, okay, well, okay. Yeah, I guess you have. I was I was gonna I was gonna ask that at some point, and I was just trying to figure out how to segue to it. I was gonna ask if you had to have a permit for. The feather, I'll be. Yeah, Actually, when, we, <clears throat> when we travel, there's a there's a little piece of paper that we have that we have in our bags with our eagle feathers. Okay, so just that in case way, you get stopped or something. Yeah, that way if they they X-ray our bags and they see them and they open them up, it's a federal offense. Yeah. If you oh yeah, them. yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, I've actually got a copy of mine on my phone. I was going to say, I bet they're in this digital yeah. age. I mean, oh, somebody's I'm sure. probably got it on their phone. Like I got it right here, man. Hang on, I'll show yeah. it to you. Yeah, I do that. It's like nowadays, I got pulled over a couple weeks ago, like, I need your insurance. I don't have any paper, but I can show it to you on my phone. Like, yeah. It's, it's, I got I to keep a hard copy. I, I can't find it on my phone half the time. You look through it. <laughs> I don't know where I put it. Now, Brother Brian, how long have you been a part of this degree team? I've been on the team going on six years now. Okay. Um, uh, when I got into, uh, into masonry, <clears throat> my worshipful master at the time, Lloyd England, he was on the team. And we had talked, and, and, and he was actually my mentor when I was learning my, uh, my degrees. So he, uh, uh, when it came time for my uh, Master Mason degree, we went down to Texas. I was the candidate, and they raised me. And so then from there, then we started talking about me getting on the team. And so came out, did the probationary period, and been there ever since. Now, what does it take to get on the degree team? Uh, well, you gotta be master mason. Uh, gotta be an Indian. Okay. For the for the second. You gotta time. be able to prove you have yeah. American Indian. And then and then from there, what you uh, You know, you just kind of travel with the team some as a probate uh, and 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 learn the degree and and do a couple of little um, little spots in there. And I was lucky enough that that I could get in and, and get on and then learn the degree and. Loy and myself, uh, we've been the junior and senior stewards okay. for our degree. I was talking at, at, at work yesterday at the butcher shop. Uh, one of the guys I work, or actually two of the guys I work with, uh, their dad, or there's two separate guys, but each of those guys, their fathers are both members of 
uh, Todd and I's lodge. And the one guy asked, he's uh, the son of our senior warden, he asked me yesterday, he said, uh, he said, well, you have to be a, a Native American to be on that team, wouldn't you? I said, well, I would think so. I said, I don't think they're just yeah. plucking random guys yeah. out of the crowd and being like, hey, you know. I'll put widows in there, you know, is that? <laughs> we have had, from time to time, we have had people on the team who are not Indian. Right. Okay. And we refer to them as sycamores. Okay. Uh, of course, you realize a sycamore is a white tree. Right. Yeah. Real slick bark. That, right. That's these guys. <laughs> uh, Wait, I, I got a moment. Todd. Yeah, that's a good laugh point. That's right a good there. laugh track right there. Okay. So, well, a, a question I want to ask. This might be a little a, deeper. Well, I'll go ahead. A lot, a lot of these have been instructors who help us with learn, uh, teach us floor work and whatever we have to do during the degree. Okay. Okay. Now, one question I want to ask. This might be a little deep for our goofy podcast, but. Yeah, we're not you like know, at refreshment. No, uh-huh. of oh, yeah. <laughs> but as far as you know, like, I'm, I'm assuming most most everybody's probably a Christian faith in the degree team. You bet. But you know, most you know Native Americans today they weren't Christian. Are they were there Masons who were Indian Masons who were not Christian back in the day? And what? Who did they profess a faith they, to or anything? I mean, that's kind of a question I have. But I don't want to. The, the Indian intrigue. people. Well, you're getting real deep down. Yeah, I know. I bet there's a question <laughs> I had in my head. And I wanted to ask it. The Indian people whether you call it religious or not, have always been a people who believed in a supreme being. Okay. Uh, everything is related to that person, or the, whoever that might be. <clears throat> and so they all have had a relationship with religion per se, or you know, however you want Some to call it. Some kind of faith. You know. Some kind of faith. Right. They, they have faith in everything. Right. So a lot of their songs and their dances are religious type songs. Okay. Okay. So that pretty well right. covers what you're. I mean, it just always kind of you treat me ever since I've been involved in masonry and everything. I think okay, what did the what did Native Americans who were early Oklahoma who were just who were probably still indigenous to the area and everything, and they joined masonry? Who did they profess that faith in? And did the the white lodges take that as a, a supreme being? I mean, I. Just, They've always been curious about that. They just had a supreme being that they believed in. Okay, Okay. all right. Uh, Of course, you had (laughs) your missionaries that came into Oklahoma out of Arkansas and Kansas or wherever they came in from Mm -hmm. and set up churches, and they had Indian churches. Right. Okay. Todd, Todd, Todd works really hard to be the straight man on this podcast because I'm so much of the comedic relief. I mean, just by looking at me. But uh, get deep in here. Yeah. Anybody when, got their uh, boots on? When, <laughs> when a brother wants oh. to become part of the degree team, uh, how do you go about selecting him? Obviously, I know what your requirements are, but is there any like anything special they have to do, or is it just, hey, you know, I've got Native American ancestry, I want to be a part of this team? If there's a spot open, do they just go about contacting your secretary, or what's the what's the proper steps there to take to become part of this team? You want to get that? <clears throat> well, I know um, <laughs> when 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 I got on the team, um, like I stated, uh, Loy he was already on the team. I was raised by the team, um, and then we talked. Um, the big thing, um, like most worshipful said, is the travel. Right. You know, are you available to travel? Because this is, yeah. it's a huge undertaking, not only to be on the team, but it's also <laughs> to be able to say, okay, yes, I can go to all these degrees. Because right. once you get on and you are um, in a position like junior warden, junior steward, 
senior ward, you 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 really need to make the team because yeah. when you on the team and you have to do the traveling, um, to me that's the biggest part. Okay. So um, I don't think. I don't think I've missed a degree since I've been on. Oh wow! Wow, so impressive. Um, now, yeah, we can't get people to come to regular state meetings, state meetings right? but these guys travel all the time and yeah. never miss a spot. Now, how many different lodges are represented on the team? Oh lord! <laughs> well, I belong to nine different lodges. Holy crap! Holy <laughs> smokes! You got a pocket full of these cards. Yeah. <laughs> You buy a perpetual and all of you don't wear yeah. I don't. I don't know whether to hit the laugh track, the applause, or the, the cry one. The, yeah. Wow. That's, uh, but that's what, a full calendar year, 365 mm -hmm. worth of Freemasonry. Yeah. Yeah, you, you stay busy. Oh, absolutely. Um, several members of the team belong to different, a couple of three different lodges. Okay. Okay. So they're not all just one lodge. Uh, I did mention, did want to mention one thing when I was telling you about the two people who went to this um, Demolay right. International Conference in Kansas City. They were from Delta Masonic Lodge there in Tulsa. Right. Uh, L. V. Orton became the Grand Master in 1955, uh, 1958. But Delta Lodge was considered the home of the Masonic India Degree Team. Okay. Because this is where the concept came from. With these two people with, with there, and I wanted to mention that. Oh, okay. Uh, Todd, I want to make mention real fast. We are oh, we are joined boy. on the sidelines <laughs> by that refreshing boy by, by one of the, oh, the goats of Masonic podcasting. Confirmed, Brock. Confirmed. <laughs> uh, are you guys wanting to? Because I know you guys are setting up too. Are you guys wanting to interview the Green Team too? Because what we can do is we can. Uh, Cut this short because we want to give you guys ample time to do what you guys need to do. Are you guys set up and ready to go? We're waiting for. We're waiting. You wait for Park Marty. Yeah, yeah. I figured that. Okay, so we yeah, got. Let's keep going. Then. <laughs> 10, 15 minute ETA. You guys. Are so, okay. right, we're good. So, so I have a question. I know, Absolutely. I, I, I know I'm not a big part you of this. Are, but, you are. Uh, <laughs> where the hell did you come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and you may have already answered it because I had to step out real quick. But uh, so so obviously you have to be native heritage to be on the team now is that like a rec so when you're putting on a degree does the person like the candidate have to be like well he's no what are you he's well not. i mean i didn't know i mean he could have no. some native lineage no. <laughs> yeah, supposedly on my side of death that we had cherokee but there's no way of you know that. i mean my dad always said about my kind of dope too i look at this as a unique way to kill two birds with one stone because we on, on a Available in our archives, wherever you get your podcasts for Steel Toe. Or, not that one. No, not that one. That's my other podcast. Uh, uh, wherever you get your uh, your podcast and the archives of that other Masonic podcast, we did an interview with a potential candidate. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of yours who was a potential candidate. Uh, here we've got something. We're we're There's a brother sitting right here that today he's taking the third degree. The most important step in Freemasonry. Yeah. Uh, Brother Brock, how are you feeling right now? Are you are you nervous because you kind of know what today is going to be about? Are you excited? I mean, you got just like what's what's going through your mind right now as you sit uh, about an hour and a half, two hours away from taking your third step? So, I, I would say I was nervous at first. Right. But I think the more that I think about it, the more I'm not. Right. Because. You know, I, I feel comfortable around everybody. 
You're not uh, back down now, are you? No. <laughs> you promise? Yes. Okay. No, because if you... <laughs> I just yeah, I mean, because then we'd have to find a replacement candidate. No, I, no, I guarantee you I cannot fit in them outfits anymore. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not... This I'll is not in. 2008 anymore. I will not fit in that outfit. I promise you. So... <laughs> get large and sad. We'll get you yeah. out. <laughs> no, I, I typically don't do big things like this. Right. I'm right. pretty just secluded Preach. to myself, you know. But... I got the call, and they're like, hey, do you want to be part of this? I'm like, you know what, why not? I joined this to expand myself out, so let's make it better. I just can't can't get over this. Not only is he taking his third step, and it's going to be in front of a crowd that's way bigger than a lot of lodges can hold. Oh, yeah. But you're you're having this degree presented to you by a team that is unlike anything else we've seen in the fraternity. And it's it's going to be such such a special moment. I like to joke that... You know, mine was special because mine only happens every four years. I got raised on February 29th of yeah. 2008, so y'all never forget that. But, like, this yeah. supersedes that ten times. Oh, yeah. So, and it's going to be in a – we're in a high school gymnasium yeah. set up for a lodge. Junior high. Yeah, yeah. this is – A junior high, yeah. There's yeah. Gonna, I bet you – how many people do you think going to be here today? We talked to Greg last time. Ticket it's, sales were – It was shooting for 400. That's so, quite a bit of people. That is quite I mean, a bit of people. That's the most I've ever seen at one time for a side degree. And I've, uh, I've been to – I saw a Pennsylvania degree team come down to Kokomo, Indiana. They did put on one. They filled Kokomo Lodge. Todd, that big old lodge. Not to, not to interrupt you, but that's, that's what I do. I interrupt you all the time. Yeah, we know. My show, your show, our show. Brother Ron just handed me his phone, and there, there it is, literally. It is a federal fish and wildlife permit for the feathers, which is, wow. again, if you remember, I told that's one of the biggest things I was worried yeah. about. They, they actually have to have a permit for the feathers. That's, yeah, now, now, as far as people goes, uh, I want to say the since I've been on the team, the the biggest amount, wasn't it, uh, wasn't it Pennsylvania? It was a little over 1,500? Wow. Yeah. Well, back up, hold your applause. Oh, oh, oh. He's seen more. Oh, you see? In 1998. Hold my beer. We did a degree. We did a degree in Wilmington, Delaware, basketball court at the University of Delaware. Oh, wow. Oh, we had over 4,000 Masons there. Blue hand. Wait, what? What? 4,000? We had over 4,000 Masons. This interview's there. over. I'm just going to hold this button down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 4,000 people. We left there. Oh, we left. Would that make you nervous, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we wow. left there, and we went to Placerville, California. And the biggest place they had for us to do a degree was the rodeo grounds, and we had over 3,000 out there. Oh my God. That was wow. in 1998. That's just amazing. So, well, Delaware, you have all the Masons in Delaware there? <laughs> <laughs> Delaware, Delaware is, is really just a real old narrow yeah. state. Yeah. They bust people in from everywhere. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That'd be, that'd be amazing. I mean, it was, it was totally full. Oh, I bet. Good Lord. We, we, I think, didn't we, well, when we went to Texas here, what just a month or so ago, there were uh, there were Delaware guys down there. Yeah, we had oh, Delaware. Yeah, guys yeah, yeah. We had we had wow. Delaware Masons come down and watch us do the degree down there. Yeah, we we actually, yeah, <laughs> we actually when we did a degree in Delaware, we had a young man who was one of our drivers who drove us to wherever we needed to be, yeah. and he was an entered apprentice at oh, that wow. time. He couldn't, therefore, he couldn't see the thing. Well. The Grand Master and the Grand Marshal brought this brother to Dallas 
and we did we raised him as a master mason in oh, dallas awesome. that is uh awesome. what about three weeks ago yeah yeah that three was, four that weeks was ago. about a month or so ago awesome. that'd be, that'd, that'd really, that'd be <laughs> kind of full circle there you know yeah. for him you yeah a hundred percent yeah uh brother brian i know we're, we're kind of all over the place todd and i one day we, yeah one day we'll one day we'll out. get a format and we'll actually get pretty good at what we do until then uh i think everybody enjoys it <laughs> but a question for you same as i uh preface brother ron with how and why did you get involved in Freemasonry? <clears throat> That's how we start every interview. It's well, I remember as a kid, um, my my. <laughs> I remember as a kid, uh, my uncle was a Mason in uh, Beach Grove, Tennessee, and so we. Uh, um, I've always kind of there's always been kind of a mystique about around Freemasonry, and I'm a huge history buff. Um, and and I remember talking to him, and then I've I've talked to different Masons uh, in my time in the military, and then um, Loy contacted me, and because I had a friend with him, and I went over and sat down, talked with him. Uh, they brought me into Jinx Lodge, and it was just kind of a snowball effect. Um, it's yeah. it's it's been. Since I walked into Jinx Lodge, it's it's been just in overdrive ever since. Oh, wow. But yeah, what got me into it? I, I was a huge history buff. Um, uh, as soon as I got my my third degree, I went straight over to the Scottish Rite and started mm -hmm. learning as much as I could. See where where I'm at. That, that's another question we usually ask: is uh, are either one of you guys involved in any other <laughs> appendant bodies? Because uh, well, you can pass grams, you're here. well <laughs> what I was what I was telling Todd is like I was raised, like I said, uh, leap year two thousand eight, and I did this. My I'm a third generation Mason. My grandfather and I, if it was within an hour and a half, two hours, we were going every night of the week. My dad. You know, my dad, not, eh, you know, like I said, my dad's a dues pair. It was me, it was more me and my papa's thing. And then I went to night shift after about my first four or five years, and then I stayed gone for about eight years, and I actually came back. Uh, he passed away, and I participated at his, uh, I was senior deacon for his Masonic funeral uh, at the services, and then uh, I came back the next month, which is where I met Brother Todd, uh, first time I'd stepped foot in that lodge building in eight years, and uh, before I knew it, I kept getting invited to come. I, I seen like three degrees in the span of about two weeks. Everybody's like, you know, just just come, just come to the grief roll. I literally just went to the state of meeting to thank everybody for letting me play senior deacon, and then uh, it got back in, and uh, Todd and I started doing the podcast. Which and he thought would never work. I, by the way, I told him, I said, that'll, that will never work. That's nobody nobody listens to Masonic podcasts, and boy, was I wrong. We're, uh, but I'm at the point now where uh, I've been back active uh, almost two years now. Just yeah. under two years I've been back active, and I'm needing something more. And there's nothing wrong with Blue Lodge, and that will be my passion, but I'm needing <laughs> something more. So I did a long, hard debate and took a look at Scottish Rite versus York Rite, and uh, – our uh, grand senior warden for the state of Indiana told me that he said, York Rite's where you go to get your history degree if you go to college, and Scottish Rite's where you go to get your philosophy degree. So it's just a matter of what you want to major in. And I have made the decision. Uh, eventually, I'd like to do both, but I am petitioning York, I'm going to petition York Rite uh, either 
when they meet again, our local Yorkerite chapter, it'll be next month or it'll be August, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to petition the Yorkerite. So. Yeah, they've done both of them. Uh, never been one meeting <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's my next is Yorkerite. I got into uh, the Scottish Rite, and I got to uh, speak with Dr. Jim Tresner a couple of different times, and he was, he was, yeah, he was, what, like number, he was top five of Masonic history in the world. Okay, that sounds familiar to me. He's written a bunch of books, and, and unfortunately he passed away, but uh, yeah, he, he, he taught me a lot. Oh, sure. He taught me a lot, and, and like you said, I, I want to go into the York right next. Well, Scottish, I went through that, I went through Indianapolis. Which were northern Masonic jurisdiction, so the degree works a little bit different from the southern area. But <coughs> I love it; it's beautiful. The only bad part is an hour away from my house in downtown Indianapolis, and it just could never make it down there. Yeah, I'm I'm in Guthrie, so uh, oh, and I'm also and I'm also a member of the uh, Guthrie KSA down there as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, building down there. Oh yes, I the virtual tours and everything. It's just awesome. And, and and the the virtual tour is 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 so much less than what oh, it I'm actually sure, is. Yeah. So you do something with the Indianapolis Scottish Rite. If you ever see that building, your jaw will drop. It's a it's, beautiful building. It's beautiful, yeah. The Scottish Rite Cathedral. Is, Have you yeah. guys ever been up there to the Scottish Rite Cathedral in Indianapolis? I've always seen pictures, but... I mean, it's where we, yeah, it's it's where we have a Grand, Grand Lodge, Lodge every year. It's mm-hmm. where we have Founders Day. It is... Yeah. I've had people who are non-Masons, I've showed them this building, and they're like, that's the most beautiful building I've ever seen. It's yeah, like, it's, you don't even have to do anything with Freemasonry. It's just the architecture in that building alone... And the coolest thing that what's the what's the one thing that everybody that's not a mason always says when they see pictures? What's the one thing you you show them and they think the sword? Oh, the sword yeah. hanging from the ceiling. The sword yeah. hanging from the ceiling. I forget what degree that's used for. It's been twenty something years. <laughs> well, I don't want to go into everything that I belong to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's a good thing that you're going through the York Rite first. Now I went through the Scottish Rite first, and eventually went through the York Rite. But going through the York Rite first, it will make the Scottish Rite, you'll, you'll understand more, more in sense. the Scottish Rite. Yeah. 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 Well, once I that. went through York Rite, it made some stuff in the Scottish Rite. Oh, okay. Now I get what and, I mean. and when I say to, to you guys here sitting here and to all the people listening to this when they hear it back, when I, I literally was sitting there and uh, I, was, I was talking to, to fellow brothers in both organizations. I was, you know, however much you can trust Google nowadays especially because yeah. we all know what google thinks about us mm-hmm. as masons and uh youtube videos with with honest people that weren't you know trying to poke fun at the fraternity but mm. and i was just like you know what i've always been a history nerd and when when our grand senior warden said it's college man he said scottish right philosophy york right history and i'm like man i'm a history yeah. nerd yeah. so so it's uh yeah petitioning york right yep that so, yeah the shriners grotto members amd too and all this stuff or yeah, Grotto. I'm a past monitor here at Grotto and Kokomo, so and that's how, it's kind of how I got, not so much hooked up with that refreshment guy, but they just started the Grotto up there, and so I started kind of paying attention to them. And they said, I, oh, there's not a phrase in the world that would fit my head, that's why it's not. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised, I've seen some big knowledge. We just, yeah. on the last episode, we interviewed uh, some of the Tall Cedars yeah, of Lebanon. The Tall Cedars. Coolest the, hats in Freemasonry, is what I've You ever seen the pyramids? They're, they're oh, little no. pyramids. Yeah. So. They call them, they'll call them fairly, they call them pyramids. Well, Todd, I would, I would love to keep this going, yeah, but these yeah. guys have stuff they have to do because we got about an hour, a little over an hour before we open up, and I'm yep. sure that refreshment wants to grab them. So, yep. uh, we have to go bug them too. When they're yeah, doing so yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, I think today's going to be something be awesome. you never, I mean, you never forget your third degree. 
I've been looking forward uh, to this since Greg Sidwell was on our but podcast. We, first we first heard about this in December. Yeah. And this has been a long six months to yeah, wait. I mean, Cap, my guys at work are tired of hearing me talk about this. Yeah, we, and we shared <laughs> we shared on our on our Facebook page that other Masonic podcast, and uh, I am super appreciative as is Todd, as mm-hmm. is brother John, that you yep. guys sat down with us and we got to talk to you guys. Yep. And uh, I am so looking forward to seeing this. Oh, so uh, I am too. It, hey, I've never seen it. <laughs> today today <laughs> okay so uh you give me a cheat sheet i will fill in for you okay and then you can watch okay all right there you go. yeah okay. so what I, but i have no native i i'm like i'm as white you know my my lineage goes all the way back to scandinavia so <laughs> It's going to be hard for you to learn the, the, the songs real quick. Well, I'm a fast study. So what, I'm a fast study. What I'd like to do is, uh, before we sign off, I'd like to have all three of you guys, if you wouldn't mind, to introduce yourselves for the listeners one more time. So uh, starting with our uh, brother Fellowcraft here, who's going to be a Master Mason after yeah. today. So my name is Brock Holsty. Um, Currently from, a Fellowcraft. Yes. I'm from Effingham, Illinois. I was... Uh, I actually lived in Altamont for a while, so it's interesting this is here. Nice. Um, but looking forward to this. And I used to work for a company that has, that, uh, has a plant now in Effingham, or Pack a Foundry. I worked there for a little bit. I oh, spent 10 years <laughs> at that place in Indiana. Yep. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Moving on. Uh, I am Brian Driver. I'm the Worshipful Master of Jinx Lodge, number 497, and I am of the Seminole Nation. Awesome. Awesome. And Brother Ron. Yeah, I'm Most Worshipful Ron Chambers, uh, past Grand Master of the Most Worshipful Grand Lodge of Ancient, Free, and Accepted Masons of the State of Oklahoma. Uh, Grand Master in 2014. And I'm a member of the Cherokee Nation. Well, that about does it. I thank you guys so much. And I would like to, uh, as soon as the mics turn off, I'd like to get a, if we could all get a picture, get a picture together. Uh, uh, Brother Brock, if you wouldn't mind to take it, and then we'll find a way to get you in on one too. And uh, we'll crop you later. All right, guys, this is uh, uh, we're about to end this episode here now. I don't know if we will uh, if we will pick up another one and splice together, but if not, this has been a wrap on season two of that other Masonic podcast, and we will see you guys this summer. Peace.
And welcome back to part two of the season finale. Already? The season finale already? That's crazy, man. Of that other Masonic podcast. And we got a treat. Oh, yeah. The reigning, defending, <laughs> most times being on the show, the heavyweight champion, our buddy, Brother Greg Sidwell. Greg, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Oh, with an intro like that, how can how can I be anything else but great, man? I mean, <laughs> well, third time to charm. Man, you were right. you were just the talk of Freemasonry in the in the southern part of the Midwest here lately. I mean, I bet you I, I, you have to be riding an absolutely phenomenal emotional high the last couple of weeks. Are you not? You are correct. Yeah, it's 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 been very very pleasing, very humbling, and it's it, it, it's a very very good feeling. Uh, it really has been, and and I uh, appreciate all the help that I had. Like I said that day, I didn't do this project by myself. I had a lot of help. Uh, I was just I was just the face guy. So, you know what what's amazing to me, and and just a you know a refresher. Uh, you know, you guys heard earlier we were doing this episode and we're, we're splicing two episodes together to make this season finale. You guys heard our interview with part of the team. Uh, Greg, tell everybody what you had said in the gymnasium. This was the product of about a year and a half, almost two years of hard work to put this together, was it not? Yeah, it was about a year and a half project. We, uh, Kendall and I started on this project. I found the Oklahoma Masonic Indian Degree Team on Facebook a year ago, uh, January. And they were going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma and in March. And I talked to Kendall Balding. Uh, he's my good friend and our good friend. You guys know him very well. Uh, I, lo- I thank the world of Kendall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so we were going to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma and see these guys. And... I started talking as we, Kendall and I were talking. I said, "I wonder what it'd take to bring them to Illinois." So we said, "Well, I don't know. Let's just ask them." So we ask them, and uh, you know, they they really they really they don't ask much. They just want their expenses. That's not an unreasonable ask. Absolutely no. not. No, no. So we uh, we didn't get to go to Tulsa in March because I had a family commitment come up. But uh, we did go down to Arkansas last August and seen the guys in a grade school gym down there, and, and we had been trying to find a venue that that we liked and i said man i wish we had access to an air-conditioned gym and kendall said well we've got two of them in aldemont and i said bingo <laughs> well, i, I want to ask you that uh because you know we had about what basically i tell her i told her about it. we basically had a three and a half four hour drive about three and a half hours yeah yeah so we we were talking on the way up there and and even when we got there i how did you manage to make this happen at a a middle school gymnasium like to i'm not used to i guess in some areas i'm not used to seeing where the public education system is so highly thought of by uh what am i trying to say that where masonry and the public education are not always so simpatico how did you manage to pull that off to get that held in a middle school gymnasium well, that was that was Kendall's. That was part of Kendall. Kind of handled everything in Aldermont, and I kind of handled the other end. He handled through the lodge the the dispensation and the paperwork end of it. But they had actually had a Grandmasters Festival at the Aldermont High School a few years ago, where we did all three degrees in one day. On I don't know how many one candidates. Day, one day class. One day class. One day yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so. I asked, and Kendall said, you know, we, I'm sure we can get the grade school. All we got to do is ask him. And so we did. And uh, they said they would be happy to work with us. Now, we haven't got our bill yet from them, but the last time they were going to charge us $75 for the for the use of the 
of the building and grounds that day, plus whatever overtime that the that the custodian turned in. Okay. So, and we're 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 going to be coming in really really reasonable. I'm I'm just confident of that. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of mess there, really. No, I mean, that's everybody the thing. Threw their stuff away. Everybody, everybody was the throwing trash. their trash away. Yeah, yeah well, we we went around. We we emptied all the trash cans before we left. Take put all the mats back in front of the doors because you know the. I had stolen all of the, the mats that were in front of the doors to put over the, the cables that went to the speakers, and, and I don't know that I got them all to right doors, but, but I, we put them back in front of doors, okay? Uh, so, but we, we made an effort. You know, everybody did a great job, and when, when I went through the cafeteria uh, before we came back after lunch, I mean, there was very little police in there to do. Like I said, everybody picked up their trash, put it in the trash cans, and yep. it, it, was, it was easy as far as that goes. It was really, really easy. It seemed like, no, I mean, he, everything flowed real well that day. I don't think anybody had any harsh words to say at all that I know of. Well, everything went really well. We had one uh, one minor little issue, but I don't know if you guys ever heard the final numbers or not. We had 308 guys check in. Yeah. Okay. From 10 states and 122 different lodges. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a lot. 122 <laughs> different blue lodges. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. that's awesome. Well, it was. Let me ask you this: Who traveled the farthest? I bet you, I, I was wondering about that. I bet you you had to have people from further than Oklahoma. Maybe we had a, a guy from Florida. Probably was the farthest. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> should we give Greg applause? We should. Let's shouldn't we? Go ahead. There we go. Whoa, that was super loud. Yeah, Let me turn that down. Loud, hit yeah. that again. <laughs> there we go. Hey, that's more like it. All right. Well, they weren't that you. appreciative of it. Yeah. No. No. They weren't. They weren't. <laughs> But, but yeah, the, the, that whole day was just awesome. The, the only thing that you guys didn't see that that uh, was a small issue, and it, it really wasn't that big of a deal. You know, when we dismissed for lunch, you know, the team went in first. Right. I, I went in behind the team, and Kendall came out from the kitchen, and he had absolute look of terror in his eyes. I've never seen that <laughs> look in him Oh, before. God. Well, until he looks at a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no know, kidding, yeah. I said, well, what's the matter? He said, we need more. We need more hands in the kitchen. I said, well, how many we need? He said, four of them. So he was going to go back through the line and look for four guys we knew. And I just turned around and I said, you first four guys in the line, follow me. And I just drafted his first four guys in the line and put them to work. And I told him about the rest. I said, you know, we're all Masons. There's nobody in this building that won't do anything we ask them unless for some physical reason they cannot. Exactly. Anybody to do anything and they'll be happy to do it unless there's some reason that they physically cannot do it. Right. And those guys jumped right in and we fed we got through that lunch line in about well, in 25 minutes. We, we had the lunch boxes all dispersed. Yeah, it didn't take very long. To eat no, lunch. and I even came in late because I mm-hmm. went outside to uh, take a few pulls off the vape, even though, don't let Greg know, he said nobody should be smoking or vaping on the grounds. Don't let him know that I went out to hit the right. vape. But, I won't tell him. Yeah. But, uh, well, I went out to the well, it was the reason it took you so long. You had to go clear out to the street. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> but I, 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 got, I came back in like 15, 20 minutes after it was gone, and – there were people going back up getting. You had plenty of leftover food. Yeah, because I did. seen people. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I might have took a second pork burger. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I only got one. I won't lie. <laughs> well, I took two boxes and we got done serving. Kendall and I, we both grabbed two boxes and we went out to the tent and and uh, and ate it out there. But you know, we had plenty of food left over. We had three gallon. Ziploc bags full of pork burgers that weren't on buns, and probably oh, close to a dozen that were already on buns. And we left the ones 
I don't, I, I don't, we, I don't know what happened to all of them. I just hope that they all got eaten. I mean, we, we intended to leave the ones in buns, and we were going to call the school and say, "Hey, you guys, there's some pork burgers in their fridge. There, they're on buns. Help yourself." Yeah. I don't know what happened to the others. I, I just hope they got eaten. Uh, you know, because you hate to see that much food just go go to waste. Yeah, but, no kidding. But I, but I, I hope that they got eaten. But yeah, other other than that one little mishap that it all happened so fast and so quick and those guys just jumped right in. I don't even know who the heck they were. They were just four guys that were in the wrong place at the right time. Oh, and they were there in my crosshairs. Yep. And so we pulled them in and, and it went, it went really well. It talk, went really well. talk to us about, uh, about what you said about as far as setting up the gymnasium to resemble the lodge. You, you, you told a wonderful story where you said that, uh, you know, you guys were wondering how you was going to get all this stuff in here and get it transported over here and how you was going to get it back. And you said, uh, you just said, we need some help. And you said you had Mason's Galore helping you set up and tear down. We had, yeah, we just kind of put out a, a, a little bit of call. We, we set the gym up on Thursday. Um, Thursday evening, after we set the gym up, went to the lodge. Well, actually, we loaded all the furniture out of the lodge Wednesday evening and set it up Thursday in in the gym. And that was the with the idea being that whatever snag that we found Thursday, we would have all day Friday to fix it. Well, right. Fortunately, right. we didn't we didn't really we didn't really run into any snags. I mean, it was it was easy to get the stuff. I mean, we didn't have to bring the big pillars down because all we needed for the furniture, we were just, just in the third degree, yep. the pillar, the, the, the altar and the, and the, and the dais chairs and, and the dais uh, pedestals and the gavels were all we, all we really needed. So it wasn't that bad, but the, their lodge room there is, is up a flight of stairs. You have to go up a short flight, turn 90 degrees and go up another flight. So, Ooh, you know, those, yeah. Especially that master's chair, it was a bit bulky uh, to get up and down those stairs. I can imagine. And so, you know, that's why I just told the, made that statement about all you folks that are staying for supper are voluntold to be uh, helpers to take us put put all this stuff back. <laughs> and and we had a boatload of folks that were staying up. Not everybody stayed for supper because of the lag time that you know, we weren't going to eat until about five thirty. We were finishing up two thirty, three o'clock, and right. some of these guys, you know, in two hours they could be home. And, and I get it. Uh, so that was another case where we had a lot of food left over. Uh, they fixed a lot of, they fixed some extra meals to send to uh, some shut-ins and, and some different things. So I, oh, I think lots of food. I don't think we had a whole lot of food that that uh, that went to waste. But we uh, wanted to, we wanted to take part in the dinner. We talked about it, but as we got closer to time, as we, I would say, as we got about a month out, I told Todd, I'm like, this is a kid weekend. I was like, and I'm, I, I just, uh, I can't move this one. I was like, so, as soon as it's done and wrap, and we say bye to Greg and everybody, I'm like, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to boogie. So, I would have loved to have stayed and and had a chance to talk to the team more. And I know Todd and uh, brother John, who's not with us tonight, I know he would have loved to too. But we pretty much had a skedaddle. Yeah. Well, and that's all understood. I mean, I, I I just appreciated you guys coming up there. And again, I can't thank you guys enough for for the help that you gave us plugging this event. I mean, we I started. I came on your show. We taped in December. We taped after, the first yeah, episode I, in the first week of December. We taped yep. the first episode with you. Yeah. Did. And you guys plugged me the religiously. It was on the Facebook page. I mean, I appreciate all that extra publicity that that you're able to help us with. Um, you know, how many guys did it generate? I don't know, but it, it didn't hurt us. It didn't hurt a thing. I forgot to mention this till just now. You just reminded me of something. So here we go. 
uh, we, I, I came in to, to, the, to the opening when the lodge opened, uh, and you know me, I don't like crowds, so I always kind of hang by the door where I can make a quick out if I have to. So I snuck in a little bit late to the opening, and uh, when you went up there to do your, to do your, uh, your speech and you thanked me and Todd, and I was like, I just beamed with pride. Yeah. I just I just beamed with pride. And there was a brother sitting along the wall. Uh, I don't know who he is. I don't know if he was Illinois local or where he was from. But he looked at me and he said, he just thanked you guys, didn't he? He said, you're one of the at-refreshment guys, aren't you? And I'm like, oh. I was like, I wish. I wish I was one of the at-refreshment guys. I'm like, no, we're that other Masonic podcast. I said, we're. We're nipping at their heels. We're not quite there yet. But (laughs) but he goes, well, how does that make you feel? I said, well, this day is not about us. I said, but the fact that he gave us a shout out full of a gym full of three, four hundred people, I said, that makes me feel pretty good. I said, that'll, I said, he'll never know what that meant to me. Yeah, I know Wes. He was, he was wanting to get the whole crowd to say, like, this is at refreshment or something like that. Yeah, Wes was, <laughs> he, he was trying to make it about himself, I think. I ain't sure about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Wes. I know you're yeah, hearing know, this. I know he was trying to get a, a plug and say, you trying to, and he was trying to help us out too by getting us a plug, a crowd plug like that and everything. And I appreciate it. But speaking, this wasn't time for it, really. Speaking of them, I want to run this by Greg. So in my hand, <laughs> I'm holding two coins from that day. Yep. I have a wooden nickel. And Wes, I know you're listening to this because you said you check out every episode. I'm laughing at the wooden nickel story you told me. <laughs> yeah. But I'm holding in my hand a wooden nickel that says at refreshment. And in my other hand, I'm holding what Greg gave us. Oh, yeah. And Todd, did you know that Wednesday when I got off work, I text Brother Greg and I said, hey, do you happen to have another coin I could buy from you? I said, because tonight at our stated meeting, which obviously you weren't here. No, I was You had down. family commitments. You was on vacation. I said, I'm going to present the coin from the degree to the lodge tonight. And Greg said, I should have bought more coins. And you, were, you told people at the end of the degree, like, we have extra coins if you want to buy them. I could not believe you sold out of coins. No, I could believe it. They told me that lasted about three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I believe it because look at base. What what do we collect most of anything? Pins and coins. Pins, coins, anything Masonic on it, we'll we'll buy it. Well, I mean, Todd, uh, I know. I think we posted a picture of this on our Facebook page, didn't we? Oh, if if not, we'll do it when this episode's released. But I'll let you take that. Why don't you just uh, talk to Greg about that? Well, Greg, how'd you come to design on this? I mean, I really like the the outside, uh, kind of Native American design. The, outside the mosaic on the back, yeah, and then the mosaic. I I understand all that, but what, uh, what, what how'd you come up with the design for this? Well, uh, when we seen them in Arkansas, they were selling challenge coins, uh, and the back of the challenge coin that they were selling was very similar to the to what we have on on the back of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the mosaic pavement and and the uh, the lodge that was sponsoring that particular event that day and and so that was that was where the back of that came from and you know that's that was the state of Illinois little stars approximately where Alamont is in right. the state and uh, the date that they were chartered and, and their name and it was their brotherly love relief and truth or something on the back I can't remember what we got on the back of it but yeah faith open charity yeah faith open charity yeah and uh, so on the front side. I'm sitting out by the fire, so I don't have one of those right in front of me right now. <laughs> but uh, on the front side, I went on to a clip art site and 
was scrolling through and I found that uh, that mosaic center mosaic, that circular mosaic pattern and you could get a 30-day free membership to that website so you could download it for free and that way you got the the picture ready print that you could download and then I just kind of kept looking around and I, and I found all that other artwork of you know, the square encompasses the the all-seeing eye that we put inside the square encompasses mm-hmm. uh, you know that was all just artwork that I picked up off that website and I sent it to this to the company it's challenge coins limited i think is the name of the company oh wow that I'm looking to that do, but, uh, right? challenge coins? Mm-hmm. yeah challenge coin llc or challenge coin limited or whatever but i just emailed it to those folks and they sent us a, a couple proofs and uh, we approved the proofs now the, the the one thing in the proof that it took me a little bit to accept in reality you know on the front of the coin, it says Oklahoma Masonic Indian Degree Team, and has has the date on it, really, really, really small letters. Yeah, yeah. On the proof, I thought that they, those were going to be bigger, but that proof is actually, you know, the proof wasn't to scale size either. So, you know, when I stopped, and realized everything that that we had going on on the front of that coin. You know, they did a good job with it. I mean, that's oh, all yeah. you could do to get that much information on there. That was just the way it had to be. Yeah, it's a beautiful coin. It's got good weight to it and everything. I mean, it's not it's not a cheap one. You can feel that. I mean, yeah. I've got some that were pretty light, almost breaking half on you. This one's pretty sturdy. I heard we had one guy came up to the table. And he he said he had orders for twelve, and then he said he had orders for four more. And there was a whole boatload of people standing behind him. I mean, I never thought. I mean, I never thought to say, okay, guys, you know, let's be considered each other. You know, only buy one or two until everybody has a chance. That wants them, and then if we have extras, go back there and get the rest of it. I right. should have grabbed another one because I should have presented uh, to Lodge. And mm-hmm. uh, well, I wanted to give him this one, but then I thought, you know what? This was something special that me, John, and Todd experienced. Yep. And they yep. all had their chance. I'm keeping this for me. We done gave them, we done gave them the piece of stone from Founders Day mm-hmm. from that awesome right. presentation. I'm I'm keeping this for myself. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, mine's sitting in the rest, rest of my Masonic coins and lapel pins I've gotten over the years and my up in a little box on top of my dresser. So now, Greg, as you know, Todd and I suck at our jobs. So we <laughs> now wait a minute. We never <laughs> I'm pretty good at my job outside of here. Yeah, you're pretty good at working on diesel engines. I'm yeah. not very good at being a butcher, but well, the cows and the hogs still get cut up. But our jobs sure. here on the show. We never really have a format that follows any sense of chronological order. Our nope. questions are always all over the place. So whatever we think of, whatever we think of, or, or moments that stood out about this day, I, I want to talk to you about the apron. Oh, okay. So I was standing there talking to some of the team when you had came up, and they're like, "Do you want him to be in a normal apron in fellowcraft form, or do you want him to be in the apron?" And when I say the apron, I will let you take a point on this. Tell everybody about what I believe. Honestly, I've always said the most beautiful apron I've ever seen, as somber as it is, is the black funeral apron. It's just, it's, it's always a beautiful apron. <laughs> but what we've seen that day, I'm going to let you tell everybody about it, is probably absolutely for sure the most beautiful apron I've ever seen because it was handcrafted in Native American-esque type thing. Why don't you tell everybody about the apron? Yeah, the, uh, the the apron that was that was David Dill I was talking to. He he's been my point man through all of this and uh, super great guy by that, the way. Oh yeah, he is. 
He is. And uh, he said, well, no, he said, we have our own fellow craft apron that we'll put him in when we start, which is, you know, that's fine. We just want to get us all on the same page. Right. We, we took everything. We took all the aprons. We took all of our normal paraphernalia that we would need for a third degree because we couldn't remember if they brought everything they needed or not. I said, let's just take everything that we have. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have it. If we don't need it, we'll have it. But if right. we, we don't want to get there and somebody has to run up the logic, we'll get something. So right. we, we took everything we could to think of. And so after the, uh, after the first section was over, the, when he came back out for the second section, he was dressed, uh, as is typical. And, and, uh, his apron was in a, a master Mason's form, but the, the master Mason's apron that he was wearing then, uh, was a apron given to him from the Oklahoma Masonic Indian degree team. And it's a, as I, as I recall, it's, it's got a, I believe it's, I believe it's numbered even. And Probably. it's his really? key. And the only way that you get to have an apron like that is if you are a candidate for one of their degrees. And when we seen them in Arkansas, the guy that was doing the introductions was telling us about the apron. He said they had gone someplace and they didn't have a candidate. He said, so I volunteered to be the candidate because I didn't have one of those aprons and I wanted one. And that's the (laughs) only way that you get one is if you are the candidate for the degree that day. Wow. So that's his to keep and something he'll always have. The only, you know, and, and I haven't had a chance to talk to, to, to our, our candidate that day, but it'll be a while before he can appreciate what happened. And what, yeah, what, I think what so. Get, it, it's going to be a couple years before it sets oh, yeah. in with him before what, what really in. happened. Wow. When he sees yeah. other uh, Master Mason degrees in the future, and if, if he does get active in Lodge and you know, starts going through a charity, like, he's going to realize that he, he was a pretty big deal that day. What he went through was a big deal. Yeah, I know he was kind of playing off cool and everything. He's kind of a quiet guy, and what you could tell. Greg, were you in the room when we started interviewing the team? I don't remember. Were you in there no, for the I was first not. few minutes? He, no, he I was not. The candidate sat down, and he was, I mean, he was well mannered. He, he was, was very nervous. coherent and everything, but you could tell he was nervous. And, you know, he could tell, like, you, you could tell that, like, you know, he, he was appreciative of what this day was going to be. But it wasn't sinking into him of how different this would be from any other right. degree. Like he, and I guarantee you, you go forward two years from now, he's gonna be like, "Wow, yeah." He'll be able to brag about that. Well, I got raised by a bunch of Indians, <laughs> so yeah. But I think he was just more overwhelmed than anything. Would you agree, Greg? Oh, I, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, and somebody at one point in the game, and it might have been Kendall and I were talking. He said, "You know, it would." It would have been nice if we could have, you know, these guys were last in Illinois 20 years ago down at Belleville. Right. That how cool would it be if we could invite the guy that was the candidate that day to come and attend our degree with us? Oh, that'd been cool. That would have been awesome. But I, I didn't take the time to, to go through Grand Lodge. I met the guy. I met a guy one time. I think he told me it was his son that that was the candidate that day. But I can't even tell you who that guy was. Mm. And yeah, so, that, would, that would have been something right there to have the two guys from Illinois being raised by him be there. But, yeah. You know, well, I say love you, you know. <laughs> we, you know, it's a great idea. We just didn't didn't have time to get it chased down. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Me and you had a private conversation several months ago, and you talked about a guy who uh, had a belt, a Native American belt that he sent to you. Were you able to talk to the uh, degree team about that at all? 
I never got a chance to talk to them about that, and he and he did call me. Now he didn't send me the actual belt; he sent me oh. a picture of it. Okay, I thought he could send it to you. Okay, no, and uh, and I sent the, I forwarded the picture to the team and and told them, you know, this guy has this; he wants to get it back into you know Native American hands. You know, does it mean anything to any of any of the people on the team? Because this guy he had acquired this this uh, belt in in uh, Colorado many many years ago. Right, and it was old when he bought it. So I, have, we don't know really sure how old it actually mm-hmm. is. But, uh, but no, it. We didn't get any traction on that, and I was really hoping that we would, but it, it didn't. Yeah, but it kind of needs. It's a no something about that bell. You sent me a picture of it, and I'm like, yeah. I've never seen anything like that. And so I mean, it'd be neat to see what what was out there. But yeah, oh well. I'm looking at our Facebook page right now. I'm wanting to see what kind of. Pictures we put up. Uh, well, I refresh it. They basically made videos for us, and I appreciate that because I have, I have tried to make videos, <laughs> and those guys are just they they're just on it. I mean, Brock, he was he, they sent that to me there, and I did minor editing. I put the music in, I yeah. put a little bit of words in, but they uh, yeah, those guys said pictures, and they changed some of the uh, the signs in the classroom to say that other Sonic podcast. And, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. can't think of those guys. No, they were just great. They hung out with us and. You know, and they just stayed right with us and just kind of explained how they do everything. Now, their setup is a lot more tedious than ours. Yeah, I mean, we can set up and tear down our equipment in 15 minutes. They've got yes, a lot more video and a lot more cables, more mics. <laughs> it takes them a good 30 to 45 minutes to set their stuff up. Yeah, Wes was there. Well, well we, we were there. one of the first ones there. We got there. You, you. We're I know you were there o'clock. before us, but there was an only – you had a table full yeah, of helpers. Yeah, you there first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought we were going to be able to interview you guys right away, get get a decently long podcast out of it, but then they didn't show up to like what? Yeah, and eight, that was that was the thing too. Uh, I I was the one uh, I shut I shut the podcast down, and the whole reason I shut it down was because I knew at refreshment guys wanted to get a chance to talk to him, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize it till after we shut it down. Yo. Uh, Marty pulled me aside, party Marty. He's like, we could have just split the teams. You didn't have to shut it down for us. I'm like, well, you know, out of respect for you guys. And uh, we didn't realize it, but the hotel we were staying at. That's where the degree team was that, at. That's where the degree team was at. When we left that that morning, we seen uh, Brother Ron sitting in the in the, in the, uh, the hotel lobby. Yeah. Uh, fun fact for you, Greg, little inside information. We'll get a kick out of this. Oh, boy. So... Uh, this 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 content never sees the light of day because Todd unfortunately made me delete it. Thank God. But Todd and John were getting me hyped up in the hotel room, so I busted out the equipment at like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock in, at night. Started recording, and then I made the mistake. I made Todd call Wes's phone. <laughs> well, them guys were already here in Illinois. They were at uh, whose family was it? Mark Victoria. It was Mark Victoria's in-laws. family. Yeah, his yeah, in-laws. His in-laws and, and, and they were they were, they were three deep. sheets to the wind. <laughs> they were having a good time, and you should have heard the stuff this episode went on about 30 minutes and then we hung up the phone i'm like i'm putting this out todd goes 
Well, you can kiss our careers goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's a lot of language you, in there. You've been there with them boys. You, there, there's some, there's some, there's some fun, colorful language. There's some fun antics, and you, you were there off camera. You know what goes on with that refreshment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, boys are a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Todd goes, "You're gonna have to delete that." And he just looked at me, and Todd watched me until I pushed the button. He oh, watched yeah. my finger till I pushed the button that said "delete." But well, it just, you know, we don't, we, we don't cuss have, on the, the ours. Point, we don't act up like that we try to keep more even kill not that those guys aren't great they're fun and everything like that but the language on there is like okay that we had a past grandmaster say the word son of a bitch and <laughs> yeah. uh, i was like can he say that and me and Todd were like Obviously he can. it's our show but yet we didn't know if he could say that or not but uh it was in good context so we left yeah, it, it was in. but right. uh we we had such fun with them guys and oh, yeah. i really wish looking back on it two weeks removed had I known that Party Marty and them, like, we could have just split the team, I would have took that episode another 30 minutes at, at least. At least, yeah. And, and rotated other guys in mm-hmm. and other guys out because the fact that they had so many team members there, and the whole point of these interviews a lot now is to get people to tell their journey. And, my God, if if your journey in masonry is, hey, we're also Native Americans and we do a whole different type of degree, like, why would we not want to get that put on tape? Right. And – uh one thing that I found interesting, and uh, I'll let you and Todd talk about this, is uh, my dad had called me shortly after the degree started, and I let it go to voicemail. Then he texted me a couple times, and I'm like, I'm going to have to go outside and take this. So I was right by the door. I snuck out. So I didn't want to sneak back in. So I missed the obligation and everything. So my question is, is when it came time for him to be led around the altar in the prayer, was the prayer done in Native American tongue then? Or was it a normal prayer like we do seeing normal degrees? No, it was kind of, it was, and they kind of had a, a, a chant, as I recall. That a they chant. Were, yeah, would never, they were leading them around the altar. They they chanted, like, you know, I, yeah. I'm not going to try to say it or anything, but. No, no, I wouldn't ask but you But they to. also said the prayer that we usually say or go right. around the altar for a third right. degree. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, I had well, the I had the distinct. Go ahead, go you ahead, Greg. You should have come. You should have come back in, man. It was. Yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm sorry you, that you did it. You should, I wish you hadn't have done that. Well, I was peeking yeah. through the door. So, well, but I mean, I missed the part of him getting led around the altar because, like I said, Dad's like, "Hey, I really need to talk to you super fast." So I was like, "Well, do I miss this?" Or it's like, "Hey, it's super important. I really need you to call me." So I ducked outside. And then I came back in and I and I peeked through the doors, but by that point they were already doing the obligation, so I missed the whole getting led around the. But yeah. I didn't miss a single bit of the second half, and honestly, I was very very fortunate to set beside. Yeah, you and Wes were sitting over there so, having a good old time. <laughs> I got back in there, and John and Todd had said, "We got you a seat." They waved at me, and I'm like, "No, I'm gonna stay right here in my safe zone." Well, you would have been comfortable in those. On those so anyway. I was sitting on a chair, and lo and behold, Wes comes in, and Wes put his arm around me and said, "I'm gonna sit with you, brother." <laughs> and uh, me and Wes had a unique commentary on the entire degree. What you know. For what, I bet you did. <laughs> I will say this. I don't I don't want to give a nice little ball rub. Can we say ball rub? I don't care. Okay. Can, I'm not going to give a ball rub to Wes because that would be weird, but Wes is a yeah. very informative Mason. He he's, a, he's a guy that he you is. would think would not be that, but he, man, he is sharp as oh, a tack. He, he is very informed, very well informed. And he was, he was telling me about things that they do in, in, on this degree, what they were doing. 
how it does in Illinois. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, we do this over here in Indiana like this. It was such an interesting yeah. compare and contrast. So you got to get real noise sometimes to see a degree with it. I mean, it, it is, it's the same but it's different. Like Greg always said, it's it, everything done basically the same, but it's a little bit different. Right. Or I like to say the wrong way, but whatever. Well, you guys will catch up with us one of these days. Oh, <laughs> here we go. So, so how much, how, how many, how long of a show did you have put together with the guys? I'm I mean, going to say like you guys in there 45 minutes probably. I'm going to say 30 to 45 minutes maybe. Yeah. Um, I, really, I don't really remember plenty, what the, I think. I mean, it's, we didn't need to overkill it or anything. I mean, I would like to talk to a few more of them, but. And, and the vast yeah. amount of, and the vast amount of stuff that we learned, Greg, like uh, brother Ron told me, he goes, well, he goes, we have to have permits. And he pulled For out his feathers, phone and yeah. showed me, he goes, we have to have these permits not from the state of oklahoma but from the federal government yeah, to have the eagle feathers to carry the dress the headdresses and stuff and i'm yeah. like seriously oh wow yeah they gotta have yeah. permit to, to have the eagle feathers which it's illegal to have a, a bald yes, eagle feather but yep. it says they're native american and that's part of their culture i guess and they're right. allowed to have with special permits one of the other things sure. i learned from from uh from talking to uh, brother ron and uh they have what he say total that that they they don't always make it to the degree yeah, they have, but they uh, have about a team of 20 to 25 yeah, altogether 20, 25 guys, usually yeah. 10 to 15 go to a degree yeah and what what did he say he said something like there's like 20 or 30 different combined native american tribes on this team something like that something yeah. like that and i'm thinking wow can you, you you think back to old and i'm a history nerd which you guys know i'm a huge history nerd, well, it's your nerd. but you, you think about like native american history and that to, to have that many tribes mm-hmm. in 2023 and they're they're on a team together whereas hundreds and hundreds of years ago it would be you know bloody war you know yeah, it's maybe it's just uh it's fascinating to me and the other thing that got me and, and was just the amount of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the guys on that team oh, were yeah. some very older jet the years oh, yeah. of masonry experiences that they had. That one guy, the Seminole, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, it was Brian or something. Yeah, he Brian was being, just being a Seminole and everything. He's master of his lodge in Jinx. And I thought it was funny because yeah. I had a, my cousin lived in Jinx for a short while and I went out and visited him in Jinx. So I knew exactly where he was from and everything. And Boy, I was like, wow, that, that's funny. But yeah, yeah. But he'd be he'd be a master of his lodge right now, and being a part of his degree team. I mean, yeah. that's got to be a lot on the guys. He you know travels freely and everything. So there he is, right there. There's Brian. Yep. Brother Ron. There's the candidate, and there's David. Uh, I can't even believe David Dill. David Dill. Yeah. Uh, David was a huge supporter. We actually went out to the merch table, and I bought a hat, and David gave me a pen, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I was like, uh. I was like, I think I want to buy a second pen. He said, a second pen? I said, yeah, I want to get one for my dad. And David goes, well, I'm not going to charge you for that. I said, no, take this. And David mm. wouldn't take any extra yeah. money for a pen. He gave me a, he yeah. gave me another pen. Wouldn't wouldn't take a dime. Mm. Yeah. Well, see, I, the uh, I was told that one of the members of the team there that day was 92 years old. Probably the Apache guy. The, I can't remember which one was. The, yeah, he was one of the uh, – wasn't one he one of the ruffians? Probably. Which, by the way, uh, for those of you that's hearing this episode now, it, it's uh, we're recording on one day, but it's going to be released at the end of this month. But the last episode was uh, about the three ruffians. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably the best episode we've ever done. I don't know if Brother Greg's checked that out yet or not. I haven't had a chance to yet, but I had a, tr- I had a visit with Todd last night. And he was telling me about it, so I uh, 
I can't wait to listen to it. That's a that's a whole other story for later. But that's a it's a very unique look at the three ruffians in a way that many Masons have never looked at it before. So no, no I didn't. Um, Greg, what do you? Go ahead. I would like to tell you about one of the guys that was there. He's from uh, he's he's out of uh, he's down around Galconda, Illinois. But we have all the time in the world for you. Oh, thank you. And his name's Rollin Miner, and he was instrumental in 1986 in putting together a haylift. In 1986, there was a severe drought in the southeastern part of the United States. They they couldn't yeah. grow any hay for their cows. They couldn't they couldn't they couldn't grow any crops. People were losing animals. You know, banks were getting ready to foreclose, and, and he was he had put together. You know, he, he had plenty of hay on his farm. He put together all this star spirit in this project. He had all the hay lined up. He had trucks lined up to haul it down there. He had drivers lined up to take it down. But he had a problem with getting permits to take 18-wheelers from Illinois down to South Carolina. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, so somehow or other, and I don't know how this all happened, but Ronald Reagan was president of the United States at that time, and he had gotten wind of this problem. Hmm. And so the story goes, Roland Miner was out mowing hay one day, and his wife called him on the CB. This is the day before cell phones. You know, CBs were our main yeah. means of communication back then, besides yelling. Oh, yeah. Said, hey. <laughs> besides yelling. <laughs> the president wants to talk to you. He's on the phone. Can you imagine and, the look on that guy's face when she said that to him? Like, oh, bull He's like, whatever. Yeah, this only gets better. So he had a buddy who liked to call him and say, well, this is the governor of Illinois, or I'm the secretary of agriculture. So he gets on the radio and tells his wife, said, you tell that SOB I'm cutting hay. I'll call him tonight. And so she tells the president of the United States, I'm sorry, he'll have to call you back tonight. So he gave her his private number that rung right, into his, right into his desk and without going through the switchboard. Oh, wow. So Ronald gets in, and, and he calls this number, and he says, oh, this is Ronald Reagan. And... <laughs> So they had this little laugh about, well, sorry, I disrespected you earlier in the day. But uh, so Roland explained to the president what the problem was. That we, you know, we, couldn't, we can't get down there because we can't get around all this paperwork. And the president said, well, let me think about this. I and mean, he said, okay, you guys promise me you won't haul anything back, that you'll deadhead back. You know, you're not going to make any money on the backhaul. Right. He said, we can do that. He said, okay, I'm going to give you a code that you're going to put on all your paperwork. And you're going to put this number on all your paperwork. And the number that they put on that paperwork was his private phone number. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> and uh, they, they run into a way station someplace, and there was a, a person in there that hadn't been working very long. He was going to try to make a name for himself. He started giving him a hard time. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was a trooper standing there that knew what was going on and knew the story. He, he told the way station, I said, let him go. Shut up. Do your job. This is all taken care of. And uh, so he... So they pull into this this driveway down South Carolina, and this lady comes out, and she says, get on out of here. I don't have any money. I can't pay for any of that stuff. They're, they're going to take all my cows next week. I don't have any money to pay for any of that. Just get one down the road. And he said, ma'am, we're not here for any money. Okay? We want to we give you this hay and we want to give you this corn to feed your animals so that the bank doesn't have to take them away. And uh, she said, stood there a minute. She said, well, I'll be. She said, I'll never say the words damn Yankee again. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he did get a hold of me when I had one challenge coin left. 
and he wanted to buy it from me. He was going to make a bolo tie out of it. And oh, I just cool. mailed it down to him. And he called me and said, I got that in the mail. So what do I owe you? And I said, just consider that a gift from one brother to another. Oh, yeah. So yeah, That's a neat story. I'd be, that'd that be was, that's pretty interesting. So, you know, I'd like to tell this story and get it out amongst the the brotherhood because there are guys in our fraternity. There are all in minors everywhere. Oh, yes. You know, you may have to look a little bit to find him to uncover him, but but we have those type of men in our fraternity. Yeah, yeah. That, there, there are people out there all over the place. That the guys are just men of action, and I know they talked a lot about uh, this year at Grand Lodge about being a man of action for, for, and helping out Freemasons and stuff like that. But that guy really had nothing to do with Freemasons except he was a Freemason. Yep, he he knew his obligation was, and he did something about it. And there's yep. guys like that everywhere out there. Not officers lodge, they don't, they don't even go lodge that much, but they're still as good men trying to do good things for everybody. Couldn't say it better myself. But, but that's, that's uh, you know, I wouldn't have, I would never have met that man if it hadn't been for all this. And he had a picture out in his truck that when Ronald Reagan was in Illinois at the state fair, he got, a, he presented Roland with a citation. He's got a picture with him and he was going to take, he had it out in his truck. He said, do you have time to come out and look at it? I said, well, Ronald, I'm sorry. I really right now I, I don't. He said, I understand. He said, I just thought, and, uh, but, uh, it was, he, he was, he's just an interesting dude. Another one of these interesting dudes that you run into, uh, if you, if you, if you get out a little bit in this fraternity and, and move around, you'll find these guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be an interesting interview right there with somebody like that. So, so Greg, take me back to the morning of the degree. As you know, we we got there about seven fifteen. I imagine you probably got there by six thirty or six. So, we what got there around six thirty ish? What was going through your mind when you woke up that morning? Like, take us back two weeks ago. This is a big, big thing. What was going through your mind? Nerves? Were you excited? What was? What were you feeling? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit all of it. <laughs> a little bit all that. I mean, we had, you know, as part of the uh, part of the deal, we had to pay for the the team's meals from Friday night through Sunday breakfast. <laughs> so, just uh, north of where you guys were staying was a, was a restaurant called Joe's Italian Foods. We seen it when we left because we went we went past the hotel. We didn't get back on. Right. We seen that place. But, yeah, okay, but they have they have a little room in there, and uh, we had Kendall and I had gone gosh two or three months ago talked to him i said i want that little room for friday night maybe have 20 some guys that which was what we were thinking we were going to have at that point and uh, they said well it's a minimum of 400 dollars to rent that room so that's fine i want that whole room for us so I, we got in there friday night and our crowd wasn't quite that big but our bill ended up being three hundred and twenty-five, three hundred and forty-five dollars, I think it was, and, oh, and they waited the rest. Of it. That's that's close enough. So we appreciated that, but we got to have supper with the team uh, in the room. Got to talk to him a little bit and and kind of get to know him a little. And it was it was a fun time. And they, the waitress we had was really super. She was a manager. She was cute, uh, nice, cute. Probably isn't a proper thing to say about a young lady, but she was a very attractive young <laughs> nah, lady. Go ahead. And, uh, <laughs> so, and I don't know which one. It might have been Ron. I didn't get a chance to meet all the guys. My my hope was that we would kind of intermingle amongst the team. My wife went with me, and Kendall was there, and the master, Tom Denton, his wife was there. Uh, Tom's uh, dad was there, Bob and his wife. Now, the district deputy, he, he wasn't even – I don't think he was even back in Illinois yet. He was coming back from Germany. Uh, so he wasn't there, but I had invited him to come. Um, 
and he's also a member of the Alamont Lodge. So we didn't have quite the numbers we wanted, but we were we were pretty close. But Which deputy but was that? Came in, uh, Jim Denton. He was he was uh, there at the registration table. Um, there was uh, Ed was on Ed was next was the first guy you seen. That's who I checked in with. Jim yeah. was clear down at the other end of the table yeah. uh, next to my brother. I don't know if you guys got a chance to meet my brother. Or I not. did not. I did not. No, I didn't know your brother. Well, I didn't know you had a brother. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we tell each other that we tell the story that De- DeVito and Schwarzenegger stole our movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great movie, by the way. <laughs> it is. You know, my brother, he's about six foot one or two. He's, he weighs about maybe a hundred and 30 to 40 pounds he's got red hair uh you know and you, so, but you all see me and you know oh, yeah. <laughs> and, but uh but he's he's he was a great support he's always been a great supporter of me and and supporter of this project and and he was he agreed to come help us check in and and uh, so he, but jim was sitting down there next to him so the next morning i get up you know get up at like i don't know 30 or something in the morning some obscene time that i never get up that early got dressed Stopped by, picked up Kendall, went over to the to the high school or the grade school, and there it had it unlocked for us. And uh, I said the first thing I wanted to do was cover those cables for those speakers that were coming from the speakers down the front of that set of bleachers yeah. to, to eliminate the trip hazard. I never dreamed that I sh- that I was going to need. I mean, we had guys sitting all along that what would be the west of the lodge and we had cables running across the floor there too and i never dreamed we were going to fill that place that full no <laughs> uh, but uh but we did and and, and we, we got by and everything was a great day but uh the the day really it went real smooth i mean i was off answering questions and, and kendall was off in someplace else ask, answering questions and taking care of business and I don't know. There was a point in that morning that I was looking for Kendall and I couldn't find him, and then my then my watch started buzzing. You know, I got an Apple Watch. So oh, yeah. I looked out. Well, well, Kendall was calling me. Said, oh, great! So he was at the other end of the gym, there by the uh, prep room door, where you first come in there at the check-in table. Mm-hmm. And he was wanting to talk to me real quick. So we had a little quick powwow there. And but the morning, it, you know, the time we got there and got in in game mode, so to speak. The nerves were all gone. I mean, I, I knew the first thing I wanted to do when I get, when I got there was I wanted to get those cables covered. That was the first thing I wanted to do because I know I knew that we didn't have that taken care of. We got that done, and then shortly thereafter, the master of the lodge comes over and said, "We're going to need more chairs." I said, "I just counted seats, and I've got about three hundred and twenty seats, maybe." And uh, you know, the the rated capacity on that gym was nine hundred and fifty. Well, that must be if you got everybody standing on the floor. Yeah, that's what uh, we were thinking. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, we could have gone to the high school and we would have had no trouble seating everybody. But the the high school gym is so much bigger than where we were. Where we were, we would have lost. You know, I feel like there was there was an effect that we had by being so close and intimate with the team and all, and, and yeah. we everybody could see. You know, getting the getting the team mic'd up that was that was a, 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 a that was that was a good call on our part. I mean, oh, we yeah. weren't sure if we were able to do that or not, and we said, well. We get enough money, we'll do that. Well, we got enough money, so we did that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, uh, but now that was that was a great deal. I, mean, you know, I, I drove clear up to Rantoul, which is a little ways north of Champaign, about an hour and forty-five minutes or so. Picked up the equipment up there on Wednesday, brought it back, took it back up there Monday. Uh, and Tom, the guy that was the master of the lodge, he was running the soundboard for us that day, and he's he's in a band, and 
his buddy was the one that uh, loaned us the speakers and the soundboard and everything. We, we flipped him some money for the use of the speakers and all that stuff. And, I want to talk to you for a minute about Brother Tom Benton. Okay. So I went outside, and uh, this was during intermission. I went outside, and uh, I was hitting my vape, and I was just kind of hanging around further down the sidewalk, and here come Tom. And I sat there, and I bet you I had a 10, 15-minute conversation with Tom Benton. And something really? about you got away from him that quickly? Something about that <laughs> man. <worth> talk. <laughs> some, something about that man just captivated me. And uh, I said, you know what, Tom? I said, I would like for you to come on the show when we start doing season three. I said, you know, sometime in August. And he said, me? I said, yeah. I said, you seem like a likable guy. I said, you seem pretty knowledgeable. I said, I got to... A good feeling about you i said uh would you be okay with being on the show he goes well he goes i don't know how much time i'd have to make it to indiana he said i don't know if you want to make it to illinois i said oh no 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 no, slow your roll boy i said todd and i got smart about this i said when i had this when i bought this equipment to do my first podcast i said i bought a 50 dollar adapter i said all i need you to have is working earbuds i said you're not too old you know what earbuds are don't you he said oh yeah i got earbuds i said I just need your earbuds and a good, clean contact number. And he said, well, I'd love to come on the show. And uh, he had another gentleman stand there with him. He introduced me, and I can't for the life of me remember the guy's name. But that guy looked at Tom. He goes, what's a podcast again? And I just <laughs> laughed. I'm like, because three out of every four people, that's their answer. Three out of – no, I shouldn't say that. The first three, no, it's usually the last one. It's like one out of every four. What? Yeah. What's a podcast? What do you guys talk so about? Am I supposed to have earbuds in? Not really. You don't have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never have had earbuds. No, you don't. I heard about that requirement. <laughs> you don't have to. It's just, it. basically, I tell everybody, it's for better ambiance on your end. You don't, it's not a requirement. Oh, no. Okay. I'm sitting here controlling all the volume and everything on your end for my end anyways, and you didn't. You don't even know it, so. <laughs> Technology, what? it's a fickle beast, ain't it? Yeah, Isn't a, it? Isn't it, it is. though? Um. Yeah, I was talking with Todd last night, and I don't know if he shared this with you or not, but you put out a, li- a wish list for season. Yes, three. we were. He was, was he talking yeah. about that when he got here. This coming up when we do season three, that's some of the things I want. And I heard you might have the plug for us on the international Mason hookup. Possibly, I, I talked to my good friend Francis Hester, and Francis is a past grandmaster from the province of Saskatchewan. That's awesome. And, and I, I talked. He was going to come to the degree, but his health acted up, and he. He was unable to make it, which, man, I hated that, and he did too. But uh, but I talked to him. I said, you know, these guys are wanting to talk to somebody from an outside jurisdiction. Would you be willing to talk to them? And he said, well, yeah, I'd be willing to. And he said, but i got to run through my grand lodge first to make sure that, you know, that it's all proper and everything. And I said, right. that's fine. And he said, you know, if I – he said, if for some reason I can't do it, he said, I know two guys that would be excellent at that to explain, you know, how Freemasonry works in Saskatchewan, so I'm, I might possibly have a line for you. Well, I we definitely appreciate that. Uh, we, uh, you know, t- tonight what we're recording right now is the season finale for season two. We never would have dreamed that it would take off the way it did. What you just seen the Facebook post I put out on my own personal Facebook page not three hours ago. You already commented <laughs> on it, but but we are. Uh, you know, I don't want to toot our own horn, but toot toot. I mean. You know, you look at Freemasonry podcasting, and a lot of people tend to look to what both jurisdictions for the Scottish Rite's doing. 
and there's they're, they're usually the ones that gets the most traction and and here we are and our numbers are sometimes rivaling what they're doing monthly download wise and all we are is just two hicks from the hoosier state we're the only ones in the hoosier state doing this and we're knocking 500 yard bombs out of the ballpark every time and it's just hard to believe Forty thousand masons in the state and they got two of us talking for them. yeah that's the thing yeah Forty thousand masons from the state of indiana and they're we're the ones that people listen to like well up or down we don't know which way we're going yet well you know todd you made you made the comment on one of the podcasts is 10 percent of the organization that does the work okay so yeah uh, you know you've got one half of one percent maybe uh, or one half of one half of one percent but but you know the, the thing is you two guys you talked about being men of action this is being a man of action taking it bull by the horns making it happen get it out there you know you're you're pulling in some pretty some i mean i've, I've listened to all of them except the last one you guys have pulled in some pretty heavyweight speakers uh you're you're well known i told todd i ran into a guy from vincennes lodge down at Sumner, Illinois, the other night, and I told him that I, I knew you guys was friends with him. He 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 had heard of you. His first name's Greg, and I, I can't remember his last name, but uh, he was. I'm drawing a blank. He, he had, yeah, I, I can't. He, think he, 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 he knew of you, and uh, so you're the only Greg important to us is you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the second episode we had you on back in February or March, you said you loved the name of the episode, and I knew you were a Star Wars guy, so. I had to name it Return of the Sid, and I just I love you're like I love that title. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Uh, did you happen to catch? And I know uh, when we when we did our Founders Day episode back in January, I disappeared on Todd for a while. Yeah, he did. and Todd goes, "What are you? Where are you at?" I said, I'm, "I I used a pro wrestling term because I always get one in on every show. I was like, I'm working the right. room." And he goes, what do you mean working the room? I'm like, I'm going out, I'm mingling, I'm introducing. So uh, <laughs> we were uh, – I just totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, you always do. I know. I, I get sidetracked. We was working the room and had – oh, so I imagine that day you were busy working the room. So did, did you happen to catch the little bit that happened with – the degree team and at refreshment during intermission. I don't think you did, did you? No, no. I, oh, outside. I, yeah. So yeah, Loy, brother yeah. Loy, presented Yoshi with what did he present him with? Wasn't it's it like a, a, a? It's a Native American like, choker. I think it's like a choker collar, whatever they call them. But they they filmed like it a on their tie. yeah. A well, it wasn't so much a bolo. It was actually like a choker, like the Native Americans okay. would have wore back in the day, I guess. Oh, okay. But All they right. put a at refreshment recorded this. And they put a short little video up about it, maybe on their Facebook page, maybe on their Twitter or somewhere, or maybe they're waiting to tie it all into their actual episode. I don't know. But uh, Brother Loy, England, he presented that to Yoshi. And to see Yoshi, and you've, you've been there personally with them. You know how outgoing and outlandish Yoshi is. But to to see Yoshi just be like, hey, he's a cool guy. He is. He's cool he guy is. approved. But All to, those guys are cool. But to see him, he was so taken aback. Oh yeah, and humbled. Like you could, even though his glasses were tinted because of the sun, his prescription eyeglasses, you could just see his face. Like he almost wanted to well up with tears. Oh, it was, yeah. it was a, a a very beautiful thing. 
And uh, he said, I had this, you know, some of my tribe, you know, made this just especially for you, Brother Yoshi. And it was, we later on at, because we had like an hour, hour and a half intermission, I think is what you gave us. We went back yeah. to the room where, they're, where they had set up at, and Yoshi just looked at it. And he's like, this is the coolest thing I've ever got in my life. <laughs> like, yeah. he was super stoked about it. Oh, yeah, he was. If I remember right, I think Yoshi was wearing a bolo. He was. That he had been... He, that he had been presented that bolo, and it was a Native American motif bolo that he had gotten years before at a, I think, at a grotto event. Yeah, I think if I event. remember right, I remember um, the Saba, uh, Saba Grotto out of Oklahoma had those at their uh, whatever, um, I can't think of the guy's name who was Grand Monarch at the time, but he had a made for out there, and they'd been floating around the grotto for, shit, 20-something years now. So I just, and I was cussing here. My God, I'm going bad here. Oh God, I can edit yeah, that. And I, I had seen those. Uh, I seen one of those back when I was monarch going through the chairs and everything. I seen guys have those. They said they came from Oklahoma and Tulsa, whatever. They had a, uh, I want to say a Sabu or Sabus grotto out there. Had the national convention or Supreme Council it was you, out there. You two are the grotto guys. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, I had seen those floating around the grotto for years and everything. And I asked him how, how he got it. He goes, uh, a guy gave it to him at one of the. Uh, conventions yeah so. brother greg you'll you'll appreciate this and more little another little inside joke and a little pot shot at our <laughs> at our go. homies over at refreshment so when we were on the phone that night and i gotta tell this kind of editing wise so we don't yeah, get too crazy <laughs> it's pretty bad party mm-hmm. marty who again uh we know they're gonna check this episode out especially because i'm gonna tell them we name dropped you guys a bunch during this episode they're gonna check <laughs> yeah. it out anyways i already told us they would oh yeah but Party Marty is always going to be my spirit human. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I had a spirit human instead of a spirit animal, it's Party Marty. But And I only call him Party Marty because Greg calls him Party Marty, That's by right. the way. I always call him Marty till I heard Greg say Party Marty. But anyways... <laughs> On the side, on the side of his grotto, Fez, we have a little a little rocker with your name on it. It says Party Marty. Party Marty on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just outstanding. But anyways, he I, goes. I just uh, got taught on He mine, said. So. He said Yoshi and Mark are going to dress up like cowboys, and I said what? He goes, yeah. Don't you get the irony? Cowboys and Indians, and I lost it thinking this is not yeah, really going to happen. They're not going to do that. Sure so enough. then they showed up that morning. And I bust out laughing, and uh, one of the guys looked at me, and I'm just like, they literally came as cowboys, as cowboys to a degree, put on by Native American. I could not but contain course, myself. Let me say, Mark Victoria looked like he should have been riding the uh, pony in front of a Kmart somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Bro, Mark did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never got a chance to say that to him. I was like, man, you, you look like you ought to be on a, on a pony in front of a Kmart right now, popping pennies yeah. in the vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> Along that same line, when we were talking about taking them to the to the high school gym, yeah, the nickname of the high school team in Aldemont is the Indians. Oh, that'd be handy. Now, and, wouldn't uh, that have been something? So, what I told Kendall, I said, we need to run that by these guys. You know, we don't want to do anything that's going to offend these guys at all. Right. We don't want any problems. So, uh, when we were when we were in, in Arkansas. I seen one of the guys, and it was one of the guys that was the past master, and I can't remember. You probably you you know more of those guys' names than I do, but but uh, I called him off to the side and said, "Hey, I'm putting, I'm part of the the team putting this thing together in, in in Illinois next summer." And I said, "I got a question. 
I said, and we don't want to offend anybody. He said, what's up? I said, well, the nickname of the high school team where we're wanting to take you guys is the Indians. And he said, so? He said, we'll be there. And I said, well, we just didn't want to do anything to cause any bad feelings, you know, at all. We want to be totally upfront. We don't want you guys to show up and be surprised. Right. He, said, we're, he said, we're too old for that crap. Yeah. He said, we, we will be there. And he said, in fact, I got called a white man last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do well, want to ask him. I asked him. I think we first started the interview. I said, let's get out of the way. Is it Indian or Native American? And he's like, and one guy just kind of ran his hand along his chin. I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think they're just, they're just over it. I mean, most of the, your Native American Indians, whatever, you have some. It's kind of like white people being woke or any race being woke. You got the ones that are real bad about it, and some of them could care less. So, and that was what I got from him. He said, "You know, we're we're over that crap. Yeah, that's that's not going to bother us at all. We will be there. Yeah. Of course, and as so. as we're as we're recording today, it's July 9th. I know I'm breaking the fourth wall of doing that." You guys are hearing this episode towards the end of July, but actually on their Facebook page just yesterday, which I can't find it right now, the degree team actually put out, they were in Newton, uh, Iowa yesterday. Yes. Yeah. yes they they put out videos of them at the high school uh, on the uh, football field and the track, actually in their uh, Native American headdress and regalia and everything, regalia, doing actual um, – uh, oh, like, yeah, they had a demonstration. Yeah, a demonstration. Yeah. And yeah. I encourage all of our listeners who, you know, might not have made this, but uh, there's been a lot of people that's followed this show because we've been talking about this and promoting it for Greg, and we got a lot of interest on our end from people actually interested in this. So for those of you that mm. didn't get a go, you just seen the pictures, but to see the demonstration, they did a lot of the same dances and stuff. It might have been some of the guys, Todd. Todd's looking at it right now. I, I'm friends with a bunch of the team on Facebook now. Somebody somewhere posted the video of them doing this. Uh, it was tremendous, though, and it just – and that you know what's amazing to me? It's like years of perfect synchronization because every movement is in step with the guy in front of them and the guy behind them, and it's just – what I and, and what I liked about the whole thing, seeing it all done, Greg, is that – they're, like we like they said, there's so many different tribes represented on this team. Everyone's headdress, everyone's garb, they were all different and unique in their own their own way. And yeah. it just makes for such a beautiful, which like we talked about the last time, this degree, the second half of this degree is the most beautiful thing in all of Freemasonry. Yeah. Uh to me it's which I you know, I am petitioning York right here in a couple months, but so far, the this half, the second half of the master, I don't think anything's ever going to top that as far as being beautiful and rich in symbolism. And to see that, the way that got put on in the second half. And what I actually enjoyed, Greg, and uh, I had a nice conversation with Wes about this, is, uh, you know, we're taught, I don't know what it's like in, in Illinois, and I don't know what it's like in Oklahoma, but in the Hoosier State, in our ritual, it's like there, there's to be no – levity no laughter no da 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 no stop it they they added their own twist on it and i think that's another of what makes them so different yeah they joked they they made it joking a little bit yeah yeah but like like greg said they 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 didn't do anything while the candidate's eyes were uncovered they kept it serious once the candidate but you know when you're doing the 
the whole you know spill and the play of the second half and everything. They kind of add some jokes in there, but you're you're looking at me yeah. as I point my finger at you, which you know, which you know means I got something well, to add. So I'm I got break I got, that finger off. I got I got one thing to add. <laughs> the one rule about Freemasonry podcasting: you can't give away anything that's not really no. in the book. Okay, I, I did. Well, and I'm not yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give away much, but you and Greg will appreciate this. You know what my favorite part of the whole entire degree was? Dinner. The one. <laughs> Come on. Show's over, Come folks. On. Come on. Show's Come over, on. folks. Show's over. I'm shutting her down. It was too easy. You I know what to. my favorite part was? Uh-uh. I'm only going to say one word. I'm not going to add any more context to it. The scalps. Yeah. The, the scalps. The scalps got me. I just... Actually, I'm not going to hit laugh. I'm, I love that so much. I'm going to applause for the scalps. That was yeah, the... Dude, or yeah. actually, should I do this for the scalps? Yeah, it's kind of bad. <laughs> that was, and I tell you what, I was sitting beside Wes Reuter. Wes goes, "That's the coolest damn thing I've ever seen." Yeah, well, it was. It I was liked amazing. it. I liked it when, when when we got the explanation between costumes and regalia. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. what? Whoa, whoa! You got some context there. I got to hear this. Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear that? No. And I can't remember which one it was, but he, he it was in the in the second section at one point. One of the guys said, "You know." People ask us, is this your costume? He said, costume is what you people put on at Halloween. This is Native American regalia. Yes. I must have not heard him say that. It was at the very end. I know I was Was talking to Wes a lot. I couldn't remember where where it was at. It was like towards the end after everything had been kind of, we were kind of wrapping everything up and everybody's going around introducing themselves, all the degree teams introduced themselves. You know what else was funny was them guys poked a little bit of fun at themselves. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Todd, Todd told me, he goes, whatever you do, because Todd thinks I go around saying stupid stuff and offend everybody all the time. Well, I do. So. Todd goes, don't say anything involving casino or gambling. And yet these guys, <laughs> these guys mic'd up to three or four hundred brothers. You go, what did he say? Ah, maybe we should just head back to the casino. Listen to me. I got a pocket full of coins. <laughs> I, and I just. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you don't know how woke somebody is or how offended they're going to get if you make a joke or something like that. These guys, obviously, we're just good old boys from Oklahoma. They and, they have a good time. Yeah. I mean, in the last couple of years, let's see why they, they got rid of the Redskins, they got rid of the Cleveland Indians and everything. So you, you just don't know you how You still got the feel. Chicago Blackhawks, still got the Atlanta Braves, and you still got the Kansas City Chiefs. For now, yeah, for now, we, yeah. And I mean, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want this to become a steel toes and scoreboards episode. But don't listen to that show, by the way, everybody. Uh, you had three years, Washington, to come up with a name, and you yeah. chose the Washington. What are they? The commanders. the commanders. You had three years, and that's that's what you come up with. Yeah, I yeah. And now I hear that there's, there may be a problem with that as far as getting the the name Commanders and getting it licensed for. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the paraphernalia. The, the There's another minor stuff. league team or something. Another sports. Cut. Yeah, I I talked about it on the other show. Yeah, I don't get it. Anyways, uh, Greg, I just want to tell you, uh, thank you for what you did for uh, Freemasonry. I know in my mind, and I know you're going to roll your eyes. I can already see him rolling. I can hear him right now. <laughs> if this doesn't make you a 33rd degree Mason, I don't know what does. Cause this was a, don't give me that look. I'm dead serious. What he put on he to job, show to yeah. the world. That's uh that's 33 degree worthy right there. Well, I mean, that's I'm, 34 <laughs> degree worthy. <laughs> All right. Ladies, 
I was always told to be a 33rd degree mason. You had to eat sawdust and poops two by fours. It was that oh, hard. Wow. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Oh! Here we go. Another wrestling term. Well, we, uh, ICOD was going on in Illinois the same weekend, and that's the Illinois College of, De- of Deliberation. And that's okay. kind of the, way I, the way I understand it, that's like the Grand Lodge for the Scottish Rite. Yeah, so yeah, a lot, yeah, of, yeah. a lot of the thirty thirds were up there. The grandmaster uh, was up there. He was he was he was originally intending to be at our degree, but uh, you know, ICOD. He found out that was the ICOD weekend, and so of course we, he had to go to ICOD. And I, I understand that, but uh, we got to talk to him about Effingham. Kendall, Kendall's uh, got a, well. We got a good friend, Randy Malone, and he's a he's a, he's an ICOD. He's he's. Uh, like a supreme representative, he's got a purple hat in the York right. And oh, so he's, he's active. He's like, yeah, he's an active, and yeah. uh, so he had to be up there. But he called Kendall and he said that evening in Springfield, we were the talk of ICOD that night. Well, I'm sure. And they're going to have a uh, statewide district deputies meeting coming up here at the end of the month. And Johnny Lovell, which I think you know, we mentioned him uh, there at the uh, at the degree. He's the Southern Area. Uh, deputy grandmaster and he was there in, in attendance saturday at, at the degree and, and he told kendall he said i want to i want you to stand up at this statewide district deputies meeting and tell them about what you guys put together and he said one of the things that he really appreciated when he walked in the front door there were eight guys to check you in mm-hmm. he said you know that was he said you know a lot of times you go to these places they got two guys trying to do check-in and, yeah. and that was that was one of the things that I that I was adamant about is that we have I wanted at least six. I really wanted eight. We were able to pull together eight guys so that when you walk through the door, step on down. Because I knew that was going to be a pinpoint for us because everybody wants to get in there the last 30 minutes before the day. Nobody wants to show up at 7 o'clock. Right. And I had a guy from Kentucky. Uh, unless they're us. Said, okay, the, the, the doors open at 7, but the degree doesn't start until 10. What happens between 7 and 10? I said, I'm trying to get 300 50 guys in the gym yeah he said oh hurting cats he said oh. i said yeah basically basically hurting uh, cats yeah but uh <laughs> yeah we i had a request uh somebody's wife wanted to meet with the team before the degree and i said no, i'm sorry we just i got the i got the degree team booked up i mean they're doing podcasts and you know there was talk about doing it before talk about doing it afterwards and you know we had plenty of time before that i felt like we could you guys could get a, a good quality time with with the team i mean the, that refreshment guys their their shows are usually around 40 minutes or so anyway mm-hmm. so you know that was a time that that we could fill up without having to really at the end of the day everybody wants to go home i get right. that yeah and uh, so I, that was why i decided okay i'm going to do this in the morning if you want them if you want them you're going to get there and get set up because this is the time that they're going to be available to you yeah and that was no problem for us either because yeah, I, mean, I woke up in a hotel and i saw i was looking at, at indiana time not illinois time uh-huh, and i'm like yeah. holy crap we're late get up we gotta go <laughs> then once i got everybody up i'm like oh crap we'll be out like another half hour and, and again we we can't thank you enough for uh for giving us the time with it. But I want to back up to what I said, the comment about Effingham, Illinois. Yeah, what were you? Okay. What, what about okay, Effingham? well, before Effingham, Illinois, that's a, there's House. a blank, blank, blank Denny's right there. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, because you told Greg I was hangry. But, <laughs> so we hangry. finally got to Effingham, Illinois, and I was frowning. And they're like, why are you frowning? I'm like, well, you know, Wapaka Foundry's got a plant up here in Effingham, Illinois now. By the way, I met some Masons 
who talked to me outside like, oh, that other Masonic podcast. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm from Indiana. What do you do? This, that. Well, I, I live here in Effingham. I work at Wapaka Foundry. I'm like, I did 10 years. They said, where? I said, the plant and tell city. Da, 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 da. Anyways, yeah. we, we go to B-dubs because I'm fat and I love wings. Well, all of us are fat I love wings. wings. Uh, or as Todd calls them, sorry, sorry, Greg. Yeah, I, I was eating adult chicken nuggets because my wings <laughs> were boneless, by the way. I was eating adult go. chicken nuggets. But anyways, yeah. we met a guy there, and I friended him on Facebook. And, uh, of course, we know the square compass and letter G is clearly visible, oh, tattooed yeah. on the back of my neck. I had my ring on the hat. We met a guy there, and he goes, oh, you guys in town for that uh, Native American degree? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, uh, he goes, we're in town for some Demolay stuff. He said, there's a big Demolay convention going on down in Cincinnati. Yeah. And uh, we had a talk for a little bit, and the guy, the guy was a Mason from the state of California that had moved to Illinois, mm-hmm. and uh, he just, he, he's like, I've heard of your show, and he's like, and I was like, I sent him a friend request, and he's like, I wanted to go to that Native American degree, and we kept saying Native American degree, which I did too, Native yeah, American or did. Indian, whatever, but. He goes, I heard it's going to be a good turnout. And I'm like, yeah, probably a couple hundred people there. And boy, were we wrong. There yeah. was more than a couple hundred people there. Over 300, yeah. So the point being, hats off to you for what you put together, yeah, it was what well, you put off. Well advertised, I give that. Yeah, and just the fact that you thanked us, I don't think we played any part in helping them. I think this oh, was all I, yeah. built on the back of your guys' hard work. But the fact that you decided to, to ask us in our infancy – when we was only a month old podcast <laughs> yeah. to promote it, yeah, we were and then old. you came back on again um, two months before, and uh, the fact that you thank us, you know, we were just happy we was able to. You chose us for the platform. Yeah. So well, the other the other good thing that came out of all this, we're going to have over right around three thousand dollars to give to Masonic charities in the state of Illinois. That's so awesome. The money that we had left over. We decided that you know that's what we're going to do with it. I mean, no, no, no Mason should be upset that if we have extra money, if we give it to the the, uh, the Masonic charities, uh, and so that's what we're going to do with the extra money. And it's, we're going to be, we're going to have somewhere's around three thousand dollars to to write a check to Masonic charities, and and so there's going to be a lot of a lot of good come out of this uh, on down the road. And oh, yeah. I've got a proposition for you. Oh, I've, I haven't been propositioned on a podcast before. I got a proposition for you, and it just came to me. On a so, podcast, yes. <laughs> as we were as we were outside saying final goodbyes, we stopped to talk to Brock for a few minutes. Brock yeah. came outside specifically to find me. Brock wanted to talk to me, and uh, he goes, "You're kind of more the executive producer." I said, "Well, I said me and Todd both share duties." I said, "But yeah, I do more of the producing side because I have the equipment, and Todd's always super busy." I'm busy, but not as busy as Todd. So Todd handles the social media more. I handle more producing and, you know, planning the shows, da-da-da-da. Brock goes, well, how about sometime later this year we get to fall or winter? How about you and Todd come up? I said, up there to Chicago? He said, you never been to Chicago in your life? I said, never. He goes, come up. I was like, man, I don't know. I might get shot up there. I'm like, I heard it's pretty dangerous up there. And we start laughing. Don't call it Chirac for nothing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he goes, well, come up. And I said, you know what? I said, we'll, we'll get a date. We'll make a trip up. So yeah. I'm going to make a proposition to you. How about uh, sometime Todd and I come up and uh, we hang out with you for a night or something. And uh, yeah, we'll do absolutely. another. We'll have you on for the fourth time so you can keep your track record. That way <laughs> nobody ever beats you as far as show appearances go. 
Well, I, I would be I would be most pleased with that invitation. Uh, Greg's invited me up several times. I'm up for Illinois. We will go to a degree together with yeah. you in Illinois. I promise. I couldn't go the week that Todd went. Well, I'm still and waiting. You didn't even show up. I'm Greg still waiting even... to go to degree with yeah. Greg. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I, you know, what you guys need to do is come up on a. Yeah, and I know it's probably not going to happen because you guys are working, but if you know, or stay overnight on a Saturday, and, and you know, we can sit out here by the fire where I'm at right now, and, and uh, we can we can stay out here all till the till the cows come home. I, 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 I see some nice bourbon filled glasses <laughs> in that vision right now. Yeah, I see a headache in yeah, well, mine, Mine's about uh, well, it's just a little over, not quite half full yet, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I, yeah, I told Jared, I said you guys see some Illinois work. It's so interesting to compared to how we do stuff over here. Todd, Todd's real big on ritual work, which he don't he don't parrot ritual, but Todd's real big on yeah, how ritual is conducted. So. Oh, yeah, but I like to do it right. <laughs> but now I'm well, going back I, learning I, everything. So. You know, he went he went to Toledo, and those guys, they, they do a really good job of, of making sure that it's done and done correctly. Yes. So, some lodges don't seem to share the uh, – I don't know what the proper term I'm looking for. The same sentiments. The same sentiments and, and, and putting in the work to make sure that, that what they're doing is, is as correct as it can be. You know, we, we all make mistakes. Oh, There's yes. no doubt about it. Yeah, but, uh, but those guys up there, they, they work at doing it the right way, and and that's one of the reasons I, I, I like going to that lodge. I mean, they've I've been going up there for, for several years, and I just recently joined that lodge a couple of years ago, but uh, – it's a beautiful well, lodge, really. Well, it, it is, and they they just remodeled it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Eric Wilson did a lot of, of work in that lodge uh, on the on the remodel of it yep. and doing the paint. And one of the other other brothers, he and his father-in-law, they have an electrical business, and they donated all of the they rewired it and put new uh, new lights in the in the in the lodge room, and, and they donated all that stuff. And so there's there's a lot of support, but one of the things I really like about that lodge, I started going up there, and they were going to have a spaghetti supper. And uh, my wife, she just she doesn't eat beef. You know, she's okay. not, if you eat beef, but she just doesn't eat beef. Mm-hmm. And so they called me and they said, uh, "I understand your wife doesn't eat beef." And I said, "No, that's that's correct." And they said, "Well, we're going to have a meatless spaghetti sauce for her." Nice. So Did you see that look on my face when he said that? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of interested in that. A meatless spaghetti yeah. sauce? And yeah. You never had a meatless yeah. spaghetti sauce? <laughs> but they, uh, you know, they, I wasn't even a member up there yet, but they reached out to, yeah. to, to me and to my wife. And I thought, you know, I, I just thought a lot of that, of that, that they would to go to that extreme to fix a special plate so that oh, yeah. my wife would be able to join us. 30 second sidebar. You want to hear something funny? Go ahead. Now sure. that I'm working at the butcher shop. I'm fat. I like to eat. I love bologna. <laughs> yeah. Now that I make bologna once a week, and I see the stuff that <laughs> I see the stuff going into the bologna. You don't eat bologna anymore. Do you? Well, I mean, it's becoming fewer and further <laughs> between. <laughs> Are you making hot dogs and sausage? Yeah, nobody, oh, yeah. nobody wants to see how sausage is made. No, <laughs> trust me. Years. Let me tell you, I, I I know what goes in. But yet, I'll sit there and I'll eat cracker head cheese all day long. Oh, I love head cheese. <laughs> My dad goes, you know, there's snouts and ears in there. I'm like, I know it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything in there but the oink. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Well, uh, Greg, we're we're gonna start to put a bow on this, but before I do, I got I got something I want to share with you. So, as I said, uh, Todd, this past Wednesday, Todd was uh, on vacation. Uh, took vacation for the whole week. Was up north with his family. 
and I did our a presentation on what we witnessed for the uh, for the degree for a little bit of lodge education. And I had two members of our lodge say something. One member of our lodge said, could you see and check to see if those guys would be interested in coming back this way, maybe coming down here to our lodge? When I'm like, well, we're going to need a building bigger than a lodge because people will want to come out to see this. And then another member of our lodge goes, why don't you see if you get the fellow that put that on to come down here? I'm like, well, I'm like, it'd be, you know, it was a three-hour drive for us. It'd be about a three- or four-hour drive for him. To, to come down, I was like, but I don't think he'd want to come down and just sit for a stated meeting once. I'm like, it'd be a waste of a trip for Greg to come down here just to hear people talk about paying bills for an hour. But I get what they're saying. Right, yeah. But let's just say how I, how I was captivated and told the story, and I showed the coins and everything, and it captivated them enough to where uh, everybody's like, you know, the, the brother that was responsible for putting this together seems like a pretty stand-up brother. So yeah. so you're, you're revered here now by people who don't even know you or – at all it's just heard of you you're, you're having a profound impact in what you did and and again uh you know i'll never forget the day i was raised because it was leap year it, it was leap day you can't forget that but in 15 years of being a freemason 15 calendar years i gotta say that day was probably top three moments oh, in yeah. my masonic journey yep and again i just can't thank you and kendall enough for for inviting us down for having us help you promote this and and for becoming our friend you're not just a brother you've become me and todd's friend and oh yeah and uh that day was just i will never it's like i told my dad i said i will never forget that day as long as i live oh yeah it was simply amazing and i just want to i want to give you a little bit of round of applause because i know that was a lot of hard work you busted your ass which i i said i'm not even going to edit that out it's my show our show whatever but you busted your ass to put it together and uh you deserve every bit of praise you got for it so absolutely Wait! Oh man, I hit the laugh track on him. Wah wah wah! My bad. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll edit that out. Well, this is part of comedy podcast. It is part comedy. It's part comedy. Did non purpose. <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting that you should mention that there was a brother from Michigan that came down and and he has, has since been in contact with me and wanted to know what it took to get him there and I gave him David's contact information and I. And I sent him a, a copy of our budget, and I sent him a copy of our expense report that we've done so far. And and he's he's looking at trying to get them to up in Michigan in four years. And um, he, I said, you know, that his, his his main concern right now is the venue. Uh, yeah. Trying to find some place that, that will seat about three hundred guys. Uh, yeah, I know a few lodges that could do that, but they're up north and they're out here. Well, you know. And that was our third venue. I don't know, I've probably told that story before too. That was our third pick on venues. Oh, really? Yeah, we uh, we were originally going to have it in Mattoon because they've got a really That's nice where big Rural Kings nice home. Big, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've they've got a nice a nice large large uh, lodge room, nice large working floor, but their their uh, their their uh, cafeteria or their you know, only seats about a hundred people, and they said the fire marshal really watches us when we when we're going to have oh, wow. any big event. So I knew that wasn't going to work because I didn't want to. You know, that was going to require me to have a list, a waiting list, and all that kind of noise, and I yeah. didn't want to go through that. So then we were going to take them to Springfield to the Illinois Masonic Center because they also have a nice big lodge lodge room, and it seats about two hundred and thirty, I think, and it's they got some nice comfy chairs. But we we're going to have to haul folding chairs up there 
and we weren't going to be able to get in to set up the folding chairs till the morning of the degree. Oh, wow. And so then when Kendall said we had access to this, this gym, it's like, wow, that means that checks off all our boxes. You know, it's all on one level. We can see 300 people. Oh yeah. Uh, it just, that, that was actually our third, third option on venues before we finally found one that, that we liked. Well, I think it's probably the best one you could have got really. Cause it kept it, it was big enough to hold everybody, but it was small enough to keep it kind of, kind of intimate and personal. Right. That was, our, that was our goal after we've seen those guys in Arkansas. It's like, wow, we would, we would like something about this size because mm. we really we, we had that intimate feeling like we were in a, in a lodge room. We weren't necessarily in a gym. We were, yeah. but, but we were, but we felt like we were in a lodge because we were close enough that it just had that nice intimate feeling. Yeah, it had air conditioning, good bathrooms. I mean, it's hard to beat that. <laughs> so, yeah. Greg, uh, on the other podcast I have, the one where I'm a complete idiot on Steel Toes and Scoreboards, usually at the end of those episodes, whatever we're talking about, whether we're doing a sports episode or we're talking about Waco or OKC or Ruby Ridge or Hoffa, whatever we do, Kurt and I play a little game called Word Association, and I'll fire a couple things off at him, and he'll say the first thing that comes to mind, whether it's one word, whether it's a two-minute tirade, he'll say the first thing that comes to mind. So... uh what I'm going to hit you with, the day of the degree, the whole after, the whole the whole day. If you could sum that up, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Awesome. I don't. I don't think I, I, I didn't figure it could be anything other than the word awesome. And uh, man, I just, uh, I just, I'll, I'll never forget it. I just, I can't keep saying that enough. And my dad. And you've heard me harp on my dad, and Todd gets on me for harping on me. I'm like, my dad's a dues payer. He's not a member. Todd goes, there's no such thing, da 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 But as I was texting my dad on my way up there, as I was texting my dad that day, as I was texting him on the way home, as I got home to talk to him after I picked up the kids, he was generally enthralled to the point where he's like, you know, if we could get one of those down here. And I said, what do you mean? My dad, a guy that's not an active member, goes, I'd definitely come to see that. And I'm like, man, that's that's what it's about right there. That's getting somebody that's what it's about. It's it's getting people in there in a yeah. way. And uh I don't know, man. You just I don't want you to ever sell yourself short on what you did. I don't think you will, and I don't think anybody else will either. So Well it's 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 very humbling, guys, and I, I, I really, really appreciate all the kind words and uh it's 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 a struggle for me to accept all this praise because i didn't do it all by myself uh, but again i i appreciate it well this this would be the point of the episode where i'll be like all right greg that's it go ahead and run through your titles and how can how can people pay you but for the first time no one's got no one's got to pay nobody's got to pay you now <laughs> so that's a little different but uh as we wrap yeah. this up i i want to I want you, Brother Greg, and uh, now a person who is one of me and Todd's best friends as oh, we, yeah. we send texts back and forth with you, I want you to uh, introduce yourself just so people know. And uh, you are the reigning defending guest appearance champion. Yeah, you are. And that's only going to continue to grow. But uh, go ahead and close us out, Greg. Well, this has been Greg Sidwell. Uh, I'm past master, two-time past master of Newton Lodge uh, 216 in, in Newton, Illinois member of uh, lifetime member of Newton Lodge 216 lifetime member of Toledo Lodge number 834 uh, where I don't have any seats right now uh, I'm a uh, member of the uh, Valley of Danville uh, 
Ancient Association of Scottish Rite, um, member of Anna Shrine, and prophet of the newly formed, recently formed Illini Grotto. Then, yeah, he is a new Grotto member. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, all right. So, well, Greg, it has been an absolute joy to have you on the show tonight. This is, uh, as I said, this is all one complete episode. I'm going to splice this one and the degree team together. This has been a, a, uh, an absolute joy to talk to you, and uh, we will be in touch, won't we, Todd? Oh, yeah. I'll call him sometime. <laughs> All righty. Very good. Well, thanks for coming on, All brother. Right. Thanks, guys. All Appreciate right. it very much. Uh-huh. Right. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Yep. Bye-bye. 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 Well, brother Todd. Tell you what, it's hard to find friends like that. You know, we we didn't know that guy from Adam first time he ever called us. No, and now he talked to us. When I was going through my nervous breakdown, right oh, yeah. about the time the move was coming and the the bankruptcy and everything, yep. and I was uh, just feeling like a sorry sack of shit for myself, which, like, man, we've said a lot of cuss words tonight. We never yeah, do. Anyways, no, we shouldn't be doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was feeling like a sorry POS, he was right there to bump me up, oh, and yeah. uh, we love you, know, brother Greg. When he was uh, contemplating joining the grotto, he called me one night. We had probably an hour and a half long conversation about the grotto and everything, and how much fun it is. And it's a little bit far away from him, but yeah, you know, he decided to go ahead and join, and I'm glad he did. So. Uh, well, how about a fist bump with, with both of our Masonic rings here? Ching. That is a wrap, baby. On season, thir- season two. Season two season of that three. other Masonic podcast. As you guys are hearing this, it's two weeks after we recorded it. You're now in the end of July, and uh, yeah. we'll be back soon. We'll be the next season should be a right really around the corner. Season. We're gonna we're gonna layer this to where we're getting a break, but it doesn't seem like you're missing us very much no. because. New content will be coming out just a couple mm-hmm. weeks after this. So, uh, and yep. uh, yeah, I could sit here and run down it, but we don't want to spoil it. There may or may not be a little bonus teaser episode in this break of uh, maybe 20 or 30 minutes about what's to come in season three. Yep. But as of now, that is a wrap on season two. Peace, love, and nugent. <laughs> like, support, share that other Masonic podcast. We are catching fire, baby. The only Freemasonry podcast in the Hoosier State. Make sure you go out and follow our Facebook page, Instagram page. Like and, and share. Like and follow the Oklahoma Indian, Oklahoma Masonic Indian Degree Team's yep. Facebook page. Look up Brother Greg Sidwell on Facebook. And yep, uh, us on all our all our social media or that other Masonic podcast. Todd spaces. handles all the social media. I, I do a little bit of posting on there, yeah, but I got, uh, I got lucky. All our Masonic or all our uh, socials are that other Masonic podcast. That's lucky. We don't have to fight anybody for that title. Nope. The only Freemasonry podcast in the Hoosier State, baby. Yeah, we keep bragging about that. Someone's Somebody, gonna jump well, in that's there. what we're doing. Somebody's going to take it, but I guarantee you, people are going to stick with the OGs, baby. I hope so. You know, hopefully, those smart guys in Indianapolis don't start doing one. And, be better than us. I'll fight him. <laughs> All right. Peace, love, and nuge. We're out of here. Got it, kids. Peace.